Everyone gets a lead pipe. <laughs> oh, these... We're, we're going to execute these motherfuckers. All right, this good times. Uh, by the way, this episode, I'm, I'm going to be having someone else edit. So, I, uh, A, I hope that was fun for them to listen to. Uh, and uh, B, I should probably, for the, at least once here, make like a clearer demarcation of where people are at. So, Aaron, you're recording, right? I'm recording. I'm at like a minute 56, 57, 58, 59. Oh, that's close to mine. That's still close to mine. Two minutes, 201, 202, 203, 204, 205. Um, It won't help because whoever's actually editing this, and thank you, you poor bastard, you can just see it on my timeline, too. Yeah. And uh, TJ, you are also recording, right? Um, I think so. All right. But I believe so. I see waves. I see little waves. blue things jumping up and down. Little blue things jumping up and down. And uh, that's that's also there. I've seeded some more of the ideas of how I like to synchronize things. Because why would we small time with some kind of 3-2-1 clap uh, malarkey? Why not train someone uh, into the more organic forms of audio sync? Because also, small small scale thing, I think that getting right into a numerical form of synchronization just means that if that numerical synchronization becomes a fail point then you're screwed whereas if you follow my haphazard fall down a muddy hill approach then you're gonna just be laughing when an actual muddy hill fall happens and the trick Uh, is when you go down that muddy hill you got to stick the landing and stand up with your arms up and that means that you meant to do it that's right or do it like in heavy rain when the detective falls down that hill if you keep failing the qte and just keeps going like Oh, that's a good scene. Uh, also, potential cold open material right there. I'm training people so well. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is WTF and TFW. It's the middle of, literally the middle of October. Oh, no, wait. October is a 31, so we don't get a literal middle. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Thanks, October. But uh, I'm joined today by Aaron. Yes, you are. And Teddy I'm also Garrett joined... Cust- Alfie. Yeah. Don't build cars with a friggin' concussible yeah. nut hanging right out the bottom of a frame. Uh, if yeah. you're in the car industry, uh, you yeah. Know, if you're not, then just any so any general design industry, design your things to to fail safe. That's why the word fail safe exists. Don't it's, have giant if, metal if, things yeah. in the path of heads. Yeah, <laughs> like just straight up, please. I'm also joined today by uh, by TJ. Hello, TJ. Hello. Um, you and I have not been subject to any kind of concussions, uh, secondhand or firsthand. So you know, we just lend our support as best we can. I mean, I mean, I mean you you think that? I'm, I am no, making assumptions. No, no, no one, no one asked me how my head was doing. Has anything fallen on you really hard? Nothing I can remember. Okay, that. Then has absolutely no fine. holes in the timeline. Yeah, no holes in that timeline whatsoever. I'm sure nothing possibly could have happened. What the fuck's going on down there? And yeah, welcome everyone. We're doing just a listener question episode today. Um, although I do want to, I do want to throw out there just a fun bit of personal news. My mom visited for like two weeks, uh, just saw her off and, uh, boy, uh, that was good from a brain. I'm still kind of a mess, but I'm not a mess who has a physical manifestation of his mess just over in the other room. 
so much. So I feel I feel more in more in control. And not only that, but uh, we we got some friendly editing help that was offered. Um, thankfully, I've had it offered before, and then this one just timing wise was perfect because it turns out like I I know an army of bees singular. Uh, who offered to help edit the thing. So also, if you have any complaints about the edits, you're complaining to an army of bees. So just think about what you're going to say. I'm making eye contact with you as I'm saying this, all right? Just be careful. Uh, anyway, um, we're, uh, I mean, this, this Transformers news is coming and going, but really the only, the only thing to really throw out is, like, as anyone, I think, would have predicted, Star Saber was funded. So, uh... I'm mm-hmm. wholly all surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the way up to up to tier three. I thought maybe they'd let one tier go to to Cookie Monster it to prove that it's possible for a tier not to happen. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, all all the tiers happened, and it's not it's not like a grand conspiracy. Like they also they pulled in pre orders from Takara Tomy Mall and etc. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh look, just right at the end, it just popped over. It's a Christmas <laughs> miracle, and <laughs> it does. It does just so happen to follow the textbook current version that probably is taught somewhere of how a Kickstarter or crowdfund, I should say, campaign is supposed to go. Uh, and uh, but but I, I realize as as you know the the couple weeks went on, like there's also a narrative of like this is a grand conspiracy and etc. And I'm like, I don't think it's a grand conspiracy. I think it's just extremely um, like blatant it's like pro wrestling it pro wrestling's not a grand conspiracy it's just it's sometimes it's very bad at hiding the you know the seams um yeah that sounds I, like someone who's never seen bret hart and Shawn michaels well listen do we gotta do we have a bret hart and Shawn michaels in the world of crowdfunding maybe once upon a time but <laughs> my i don't know uh if they're gonna if they're if they were gonna exist it would be probably in the board game kickstarter world uh and I, I don't know if I don't know if I've seen one. Simon used to be it, and then Simon let all the seams start falling apart too. Uh, that's a different podcast. Uh, so anyway, we're 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 gonna talk just through a whole bunch of listener questions here. I just got my list up. I'm just gonna gonna boldify the ones we do so I can make a topic list later because we're just in casual style uh, on this October the fifteenth, twenty twenty one. This first question comes from Prime One Three Five. Uh, who says, hello, Evangelist and the Funky Podcast Bunch. Tis the Porgamous Prime, back after a long while of not listening to podcasts with a question. At the time I'm writing this question, uh, Netflix's He-Man cartoon has not yet been released. I am assuming this is the Kevin Smith one, because one of the bummers about Netflix He-Man is that when you say Netflix He-Man, that means two and a half different things that all have very similar names. Uh, no, 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 it's just, just He-Man, the Masters of the Universe. Like, how, what's confusing about that? Well, you know, am I talking because there's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, and then there's Masters of the Universe Revelations featuring He-Man, or shorthanded to He-Man now and then. And I yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, and then you have Masters of the Universe from the 2000s and Masters of the Universe from the 80s. And... Yeah, I mean, I don't know how I get so confused, but uh, I, I, I sometimes wish that He-Man would would as much as we kind of kind of dunk on it. I kind of wish He-Man would just keep using extra words like Transformers does. Because, like, just having Motu and Motu 2000X, and then Netflix He-Man, and then, actually, that's not Netflix He-Man, that's Motor. Netflix He-Man is this one. Uh, and this is all leaving out the best He-Man, which is Franklin Gella, who's my favorite He-Man, named Skeletor. Anyway, I, I tangented this question. Um, Porgum's Prime says, Being a massive fan of Netflix's previous outing into the Motu universe, I'm desperately hoping this new show crosses over with, or at least doesn't directly contradict, the previously released 2018 she reboot. And I mean, it's not a spoiler to say that it has nothing to do with it. I'll just throw in. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I realize I'm probably in the vast majority with this, is there is a slight tonal dissonance between the two, but I feel like it would be a fun way to play off the two distinct takes on the universe and could lead to some fun character interactions. Uh, and, and I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to keep editorializing, but I think it would be neat if they played around with the number of Hemans shows and she shows there are in the same way Ninja Turtles eventually played around a bit. Cause that was really fun when Ninja Turtles did it. Uh, anyway, the question is, um, are there two things, be they franchises, continuities, etc., that you would love to see cross over despite any real world factors, consequences, or fan reactions? Feel free to limit yourselves. However you see fit. It doesn't specifically have to be the transformers. Thanks. And click PS. Thanks for many years of entertainment through high school, my first college degree, and some recent uh, identity-related growth. It's always a good day when there's a new episode of the podcast. Listen to you guys rock. Uh, Julian True. PPS, when I say tonal dissonance, I mean like Avatar Last Airbender versus DC Animated Universe, not like Rescue Bots versus Prime. I just wanted to read out the PS because I love it when it's like, yeah, I listened to you in high school, and then I, now I have a degree because uh, it's great to remember time. Um, I especially like doing it to Aaron because Aaron always has the best reactions because it's usually like... The audio, the audible sound of bones turning to dust when Aaron does it. Aaron's really good at it now. <laughs> I'm still too, I'm still too bright-eyed about about the passage of time. But Aaron, um, first off, do you know what Julon True is? At least, no. Yeah, that's right. You don't. <laughs> I was wondering if that was like you're about to explain it, or I was going to get razzed. I got razzed. Um, it's a Star Trek greeting from the Romulans. Oh, I don't know enough about Romulans. Yeah. Which is embarrassing, because I actually really like Deep Space Nine. There's a bunch of Romulans in that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Aaron. You could watch some You could watch some Next Generation 4. You could watch just a little, little, bit of, little bit of Enterprise in that last season. And then Picard, oddly, is way too much Romulan woo-woo. Yeah, I don't want to talk about I'm Picard. still waiting for Lower Picard. Decks ju- Lower Decks just finished up the season oh. two, and it is wonderful. Like, I'm, if you've I'm, not watched Lower Decks, if anybody here has any Star Trek, I'm just talking to the audience now. I don't care about you two. Whoa. If anybody out there has any, like, if you really liked Next Generation or Deep Space Nine but thought everything else was kind of faff, like, go watch yourself some Lower Decks. It is, like, the essence of the Next Generation, like, distilled down, comedic, animated, kind of funny, kind of sassy, you, you, but it's it's... It's, it's good. And I think it's... Season uh, two ended on a good cliffhanger, and I'm ready for season three already. Thankfully, it's already in production, so we'll be okay. I think it's, I think it's interesting how Lower Decks kind of... And this is not a criticism. I haven't even seen it because it's not on any streaming service I have, but I think it's interesting how Lower Decks kind of inadvertently or not set itself up as one of the most I-have-to-actually-defend-this-before-I-tell-you-to-watch-it kind of shows I've ever seen in a long time. Because of that, that initial impression it left versus yeah, what it like actually has turned the out to be. First ep- like like any TV show, the first episode kind of had, like, people were coming into it with expectations. And when those expectations weren't met exactly, of course, this TV show is wrong and bad and horrible. And why would anybody ever watch this? This is a, this is a travesty to the greatness that is this fiction that's been standing here forever. And... After, Who had like, that the, expectation the, the, for Lower Decks on the first episode? Man, there were there were a few people out there that thought that it should have been either either way. Like, it should have been, like, the weirdness that was the original animated series, which is always another one of those fun things of, like, you can't do Star Trek animated. It's like, well, like, they did. 
on the original yeah. series. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's just to, to me, to me, it's, lower it's right decks. There. Lower lower and, decks is like sounds like a pleasant surprise by all accounts. In that it, it sounds like it's kind of like if you if you can get into it, it's pretty good Star Trek. Whereas I was like, is this going to be uh, Seth MacFarlane's Star Wars specials that tend to happen in in various different mediums? But uh, no, it's it's been it's been very good. Um, this is that your episode, answer to this you got question? To see Cetacean Ops. I don't even remember what the question is. It was you want to see you want to see lower decks. <laughs> you want to see lower decks um, crossover with if the TOS animated series. That's what if, you want to see, right? If only you'd uh, you know pasted these questions someplace that we could read it to have our. Own, I have to keep you. I have to keep um, you on your toes. You haven't. You had too boring a day. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, a crossover that would be neat to see. If we're saying with Transformers, I mean, there has been Star Trek crossovers before. We've got two animated series side by side. That could be a thing. I mean, you, mm-hmm. it was the most recent episode of of Lower Decks where a thing happened that could potentially be transformer but I'm not going to say because I respect spoiler territory. And I would not want to spoil, inadvertently spoil somebody that maybe hasn't seen it yet with the... for for Star Trek thinking that, hey, I'm safe, this is a Transformers podcast, even though we've been talking about Star Trek this long, I still would respect them and and let them see everything. And if you saw the season finale episode of season two of Lower Decks, you might know what I'm thinking about with the crossover with Transformers a little bit. All right, so... Now we so uh, we now that we TJ now we've got this 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 is Star Trek nerd uh, in the room by the way don't make eye contact um, just let let this we let will this destroy through. you is that a Star Trek I mean, line hmm? no no I'm just saying what'll happen <laughs> like you think a- you think there's some some other nerds out there but I mean you want to it's where the sir, term Mary Sue comes from for Christ's sakes is from Star Trek fan fiction. I just saw a post on a Reddit for uh, it was either a board game Reddit or something. There's apparently some board game um, with a character named Mary Sue who's a Kickstarter exclusive or something like that. And the, all I remember was the title of this thread was "Is the is the character in whatever game Mary Sue supposed to be OP?" And I was like, I don't even know. This must be someone who's never. This must be someone who has managed to avoid hearing what that is this long. And I and I but I was busy, so I didn't go to look at the replies. And now the thread's long gone. But it stuck with me, that thread title. Is Mary Sue supposed to be overpowered? And I was like, is this a troll? Is this real? Um TJ, let's go over let's go over to you. What what non Star Trek entities would you like to see cross over with whatever else? I mean, I feel like there's I, I feel like it's hard to even find territory anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, between Smash Brothers and Fortnite, I feel like I've seen every fictional character shoot, punch, or maim every other fictional character. And what really blows my mind is when Fortnite had their last season finale, I saw a clip of it, and I hadn't seen one for a while, and I was like, that was neat, and I did some digging, and apparently all of it is canon. All these IP toy box things in Fortnite all have canon. The Batman character in it is Batman, and there's a comic series of him in Fortnite mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. canon. Mm-hmm. Yep, Rick Sanchez is canon in Fortnite. Uh huh. Uh huh. Is there actually a Fortnite story, or is it just all yeah. this garbage ended up in the same? There, place? there is actually a there is actually a storyline. Is, there it, is, a, is it compelling, really or long... is it just them going as? Ah, 
No, they, they, it's, oh, it's the kind of storyline where once you've been through three years of it, it seems, it's the kind of story where three years of exposure makes you compelled to it, whether you want to or I not. Mean, I mean... I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, like, like there's li- there's little nuanced stuff that's more compelling than I think the main story, which is basically like it's it's this weird nexus of worlds that we keep dropping people into, and someone is like like let's either control it or destroy it, and somehow uh, Dwayne Johnson's involved now. I t- it's it's called the loop. So they they've made canon out of the gameplay of a cycle a cyclic battle royale. Uh, it's very confusing, and a lot of it seems to be inferred for the most part, and then is suddenly supported by very elaborate um, cutscene stuff. Also, all the all the like the the concerts they've had in Fortnite are canon as well. Emperor Palpatine's message in Fortnite is canon, I believe. Does that message is canon with the actual Star Wars movie? Yeah. Which means Fortnite Star Wars canon. They uh, literally mentioned it in the opening crawl. Yeah. And and I, I should say, despite my tone, if it's coming across the wrong way, I think it's actually really cool that they are taking lore seriously in something that they really didn't have to. Because uh, I saw that I saw that, that last event with everyone running around with the bomb backpacks and everything, and then the, the big purple cube shows up again, and I was like, hey, I remember that cube from the last time I played Fortnite. Uh... And then you, know, you see people reacting to it as though there's massive implications. It's fun to look at, look into from from afar. And there's also lots of lore compilations on YouTube because that seems very, very profitable to do, and people put effort into those. Um, so yeah, TJ. Aside from Fortnite and Star Trek, what would you like to see crossover with anything? <laughs> oh God. Um, like I'm like literally as you're going through, I was trying to think like what hasn't crossed over because like the base like. I, I'm basic enough that, like, the crossovers that I've been dreaming of since I was a kid still technically haven't happened. You know, things like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. That's outside yeah. of, like, a card game that got both of them licensed. That's about the only way to cross them over. UFS is the card game. I almost wanted to really start playing it uh, about three years ago. And no one else was playing it. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say, yeah, Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter in a video game still hasn't happened, and GI Joe and Transformers in toys still hasn't happened in a way anyone's gonna actually say was GI Joe and Transformers in toys. Uh, that's the, that is the weirdest one to me, because like when you hear Hasbro talk about that, you know, it's always in description. Of, well, when one was doing well, the other one wasn't, so we didn't do it. And like, isn't that how you keep both relevant? Like when yeah. one doesn't, like when one's doing well, you introduce the one that's not doing well to it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's almost like if this was a wish I could use, I'd almost be tempted to blow this very specific wish just to go like, "All right, GI Joe Transformer toys, <laughs> make them happen. You alter reality for me, so that we can cross this off the list." Uh, actually, I, I have a very specific one in my head, but, um. Yeah, it's interesting thinking about a question like this when, like, there is so much, like, like cross-pollination already uh, as everything gets bought by the same entity. <laughs> Thank you, Disney. Um, I, if, like, if I'm going to cross over, like, a property, like, like to bring, to keep this on the Transformer train, I grew up with the mutating Ninja Turtle toys. Yeah. And there is such a part of me that would love to see Takara's engineers take a shot at that. 
Oh, that'd be fun because they they did the hero turtles, right? Like the god armor turtles. Did way, they? Way back, I thought they did. It was the ones that were related to the one anime OVA. Oh, I oh I remember them. Yeah, I think those were Takara Tomy. I might be wrong, but I don't think they were playmates. Uh, I've I've opened little doors in my brain that I I am not opening tabs. I'm just gonna I'm gonna free flow through this. Also, I would say Transformers uh, and Ninja Turtles, much like uh, Ghostbusters and Transformers and Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles, a comic crossover of the two would be sublime, given that they have very good presences in the comic book industry. Uh, mm -hmm. Very, very good creatives constantly working on those two things to this day. Uh, I think that could be really fun, um, especially if they keep it canon to, to if they make the Ghostbusters canon the linchpin as as an odd number of crossovers have. Uh, I think I think that would be pretty cool. Um, speaking of which, this is relevant. I saw on, on a board game store the other day a new IDW board game with lots of miniatures went up that I hadn't heard of. Apparently, I missed a Kickstarter or something, and it was Ghostbusters cross Men in Black, and I was like. When? I could Why? very easily see that being the same world, though. Uh, yeah, hundred um, percent. It's just, and it was also in a super deformed style. The whole thing looked like a mobile game, but it was a board game with forty-eight miniatures in the box. So I was, uh, I was kind of staring at it for a bit, thinking like, "Oh, I must be asleep. This is the kind of stuff that just pops up in, uh, in the corners of when I'm in like the the shopping mall in my dreams. All the weird stuff that doesn't exist." Um, but yeah, Ninja Turtles Transformers, I think, would be cool. Uh, personally, outside of Transformers, my very specific one, uh, just because I, I want more Cyber 6, I throw together a Cyber 6 uh, Kamen Rider 1 thing with the Shocker organization that totally fits together perfectly. Uh, oh, would, don't do that to me. It's never gonna like, it's never gonna happen, but like it's such a perfect fit. I I would just like to see it done by someone. You imagine a rider. I just picture a rider with a cape that long now. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! You know, you get you get your. Uh, I mean, I mean, they've done they've done Power Rangers Street Fighter. You know, so this is not quite the same thing, but you know, you get your you get your uh, your Cyber Six. You get your Cyber Six who's been modified by Shocker. You get your whole thing going on there. It'd be really, be really fun. Um, for Transformers, I mostly would. I just think it would be fun to have some continuities crossover in ways that are that are fun and not like not like power level oriented. Uh, Mostly, I mean, for the comic books, the obvious one I, that I still think they're going to do at some point in the next few years is is where we we check in on the uh, on the version of the Lost Light we can check in on. Uh, I think I think that would be fun with a, co a comic book continuity. Um, I would also like to see a lot of the movie. I'd like to see the movie continuity crossover with another Transformers continuity in a manner that properly depicts the movie continuity as the bad universe, where like everything was like you know cybertron was wrecked optimus prime is dangerous and and, and even more so it'd be fun to have the that old movie verse crossover with the bumblebee movie verse unless unless like that movie verse is already over like who knows we'll find out next year right um how much that that little universe is intact yeah. but yeah we're still not still not sure depending on which producers talking Hundreds yeah. of news items of a bunch of cars in places, and it's not bad news. It looks neat. It just doesn't make me excited at all. I'm just like, yeah, they got a lot of cars. They always got a lot of cars. <laughs> I think Dark of the Moon specifically d destroyed my ability to be excited by lots of Transformers cars are in a place kind of news. Because mm -hmm. there were so many, and the wreckers were out there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, th I think those those would be mine. Um 
Anyway, let's pop over to the next listener question. This one comes from Dragonlord2200. Uh, Hello, Lord Vangelis and the Knights of the Oblate Spheroid. Tis I, Gary, and I bring you more questions to tantalize and satisfy your brain matter. Question one. I was talking to my friends on Discord, and we realized we all had a TJ moment where we got good figures for stupid good deals. Uh, the video he was watching was the 1000th Transformer Collection Tour. Um, my examples were a complete RID build team for a dollar, a complete Galaxy Force Prime for $15, and a sealed box RID Magnus for 40 bucks. What are your stupid good deal stories? Oh, boy. I always remember the bad deals. I, now I have trouble remembering the good deals. Also, the RID <laughs> build team for a dollar is is untoppable i think as far yeah. as these, uh, beyond <laughs> yeah being aside, outside of toy. free yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then then it's just christmas um and i'm saying this where it, right afterwards is complete galaxy force prime for 15 bucks like that's also really cool but the rid build team for a dollar is... yeah that's 25 <laughs> cents per part or per per transformer that's if you offered me build boy wedge alone for 25 cents i feel like i won for the week uh, so yeah, now I'm like, like just sitting here going like, well, I know I got good deals, but they're not, <laughs> they're not these ones. I, I guess I got, I got mine I can say right away, which is when Siege came out and, and the, uh, the coupon codes not meant for Canadians worked for Canadians and a whole bunch of us in Canada collectively bled out the final form of Hasbro Toy Shop for lots of money by getting discounted Siege toys shipped to us for free in three to six separate boxes that each clearly on the label cost 25 plus dollars a piece to ship uh it's somewhere between that and when titans return wave one came out and was on sale for 10 canadian dollars a deluxe at the same time um those two moments are recent ish but really hard to top for me because they let me just get a whole wave of toys for very little money when it was new um so those aren't those aren't really like story deals, but like they they still stick out to me a lot because we also don't get sales like that anymore. Um, TJ, I guess I'll pop over to you. Like, what's what's a what's a good figure for stupid good deals? Also, yeah, I guess I'll say also. I think the figures I got were good. I like Siege Wave One and, and TR Wave One. But TJ, what about you? It's a good figure for stupid good deals. I guess aside from your thousand, they've had a <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Well, well, when they say, "Oh, I've had a." When when they say oh we we all had TJ moments I'm like what moment are you referring to? Because my thousandth transformer that was a long time ago I do not remember which one that was. Yeah, also I should say it was a TJ moment where moment is a proper noun. So this is uh, actually I, w- I would say as a critique the A article should also be capitalized so it is a TJ moment. Uh, I just assumed you'd know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I, I... I, I, I offhand, I do not know which one they are talking about. And I, f- I figured um, if you didn't, then it would also be pretty funny. Just be like, oh, a well, me moment. I, I know, of course. <laughs> I know. I know the ones that I've talked about before, so I have to assume it'd be something like that. I remember getting. I remember getting Beast Wars two Galvatron for fifteen shipped. That's solid. That's solid. That's uh. That's classic original Hasbro toy shop stuff, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like the seller I got it from from eBay. Just it was labeled as. Shape changing dragon man, eh. <laughs> and it looked like it looked like the one that they had like taken photos of looked just like mangled because the, the description I remember said like, you know, the more I you know the more parts you move, the cooler it looks, and 
but what they were shipping out was completely sealed product. And I even told them, like, you know this is, like, imported goods that are far more valuable. No, 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 no I'm, I'm good with this. I'm good with this. Like, did you steal them out of truck and you're trying to unload them? Like... Back in, uh, back in the good old 08-09 era of stolen Chinese toys on eBay that people didn't argue about as much as the ones that are out and about nowadays, uh, I think I did also get a couple stupid good deals on 99-cent shipped Transformers that were like, you know, scouts and whatnot that were no longer YouTube material, so mm-hmm. all the sellers who had them were just trying to get rid of them. Uh, I think I got at least one or two 08-09 era scouts for like a buck or two shipped loose and that was cool for me because i wanted them anyway uh yeah i think i got some deluxes in that era for like three dollars yeah where it was just like it was in like plastic shrink wrap and and i want to say like one of them just showed up with like eight layers of plastic shrink wrap and a label and then another layer of plastic shrink wrap yeah, and another that, one was just in like an envelope or something, all out of China. That's such an odd era when I've seen that nowadays. There's like this really intense discourse around stolen factory toys and the mm-hmm. morals and and such. And I, it, I don't think those those arguments are off point entirely. It's just really weird to me, given that it was only about a decade ago that everyone was buying stolen toys off toys off eBay because mm-hmm. it was fun. Like just, uh, they and were going to get it like five months sooner than any, anybody else, and it was almost reliable. Like it was more reliable than store yeah. shelves for at least uh, three yeah. months specifically. Yeah, if, if we were if we were going to talk about what we got, so I could I could talk a little bit about reliability. But yes, <laughs> well, we'll touch on it a bit later. Um, but yeah, TJ, that sorry, that sent me right down memory lane. Uh, even though I know I remember the name of that Galvatron auction. That also clicked immediately, but you, yeah, old eBay auctions have been on my mind. It's weird. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been getting some amusement out of eBay lately. Have you found any, I guess, have you found a stupid good deal on eBay lately? Have you been able to do any name search weird stuff on there? I've, I've never nothing, no, no, nothing, nothing, nothing like crazy or weird. Um, like, like something I'll put in every now and then to see what something comes up is unknown Transformer. Yeah. Because like, every now and then someone will throw something up like, I don't know, my kid used to play with it, don't know what this is, 10 bucks, and it's like an X-9 Ravage or something. <laughs> I remember all, another trick from back then was to search for Transformer uh, Shift 8, so you'd get listings that didn't pluralize the word, uh, and sometimes that would find you some key stuff. I don't know if that's a thing anymore. Um, yeah, I don't know, TJ, you got, you got any ideas for, for the stupid good deal that comes to mind, or is it just... Are, you, are, we, are we just still collectively blinded by this $1 Bill King thing here? I mean, you just asked me what I... I and I said it. Uh, True. True. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I topped $15 imported Galvatron. Yeah. Well, Aaron, what about you? Uh, do you do you remember specifically any of those Transformers um, from 0809? Frostbite? one of the like oh, yeah. universe repaint ones is one of those that I'm pretty sure that I got for like five dollars and it the, I'm I want to say that was the one that was in like eight layers of like shrink plastic um that I just ha- had gotten super early but the like the mega deals I forget the exact numbers but the 
the jazz that Alfie got that was like the Italian geek jazz with the sticker sheet still in there and everything. And the guy wanted about half of what it was really worth. And she had to like double take a couple times before her wallet just apparated in her hand. (laughs) And uh, we paid for it. So, yeah, that's kind of hard to top. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's one of those like oddball. Um, convention gets that I mean the guy knew that he had something special but he didn't know what it was like oh it's a foreign jazz whatever it's like well yes but no and then you got to try to you've got to try really hard not to start explaining to him what he has (laughs) (laughs) you dumb son of a bitch here's what you really have now here's my money no wait what do you mean you're doubling the price what no (laughs) no charge me less I gave you knowledge Oh, uh, oh, and I uh, teach you to... I did not give you fish. I taught you to fish. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I'm the fish now. <laughs> um, yeah, this is also one I'd, I'd easily open up to the to the thread. Anyone wants to throw in just any... Yeah. Especially any any uh, recent stories. Because, you know, with everyone being, being unable to just go toy hunting uh, for about a year ongoing uh, as easily until, you know, yeah. last... This year at some point... Uh, I I want to see those we, great deals vicariously. Yeah, and also there were, there were less opportunities. I feel like so you know if you, if you did find a really good deal recently, I'd love to I'd love to hear a story about it. Um, I mean I I I recently I I I tried to order Commander Rodimus off Amazon Canada and they canceled it for no reason, and then I found him with my Edge discount, but a week later in an EB GameStop. So that was uh, that was kind of fun. I mean, that was a savings of about maybe ten, fifteen bucks, but still, that felt pretty cool. Anyway, question number two uh, from Dragonlord twenty two hundred: Is there a toy line you regret collecting or going hard into, and why? My example would be the entirety of the DX icons for Common Rider Ghost. Uh, not to like give an answer right away again, but for me, it would actually be like a couple of times where I just went for DX Tokusatsu roleplay toys. Uh, Mostly because it turns out I just don't enjoy those as much as I, I did um, in the 2010s, and then very suddenly I just found them a lot less interesting. Uh, I guess if there was a, two, if there was one or two lions, it would be... Actually, it would be Forze. Really, Forze had a really good um, DX roleplay belt. Really fun thing. Makes really cool noises. But, like, the switches weren't that cool. Especially the Rider Legend switches, which were just a bunch of, a bunch of f- sculpted faces that you pushed... Um, mm-hmm. I, I really didn't need to collect those things. Those were like, oh, I collect these. So it makes all the noises. Uh, that, that one was a bit of a regret. Also mega blocks, minifigures, uh, mega constructs now, minifigures. Um, they're very good. People should collect them. I still bought way too many just because I thought they were neat. I should have bought like maybe 10, not like buying them on site all the time because they're cheap and neat. Because when you have, like, 50 minifigures that are neat, they all are a little bit less neat, at least for me. Um, it's off the top of my head. Those would be some of mine. Aaron, what about you? Have you got a, a, a toy line that, in hindsight, you're like, ah, oh, maybe I shouldn't have? Man, sometimes there's bits of Lego that'll feel a little bit that way. That's um, basically the runner-up to my list is some Lego stuff I yeah. bought. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I really like the modulars that I have, and they're neat builds, but they're friggin' huge. And I have two that are unbuilt because I need to like, put... 
find space in a room to put shelves up to have space to put these modulars onto. You know, yeah. it's like it's another. It's like I need to do three layers of stuff before I can really appreciate it. And then for all the neat stuff that's going on inside of it, like my best option for what to do with it is a shelf at like you know I've got like ten foot ceilings in this house, a, a shelf at like the seven and a half foot level up against a wall that there's other stuff in front of it. So I'm just going to plop it up there and never touch it again. Like for $250, I can have a really fancy looking Lego exterior. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the nice thing about the modulars is at least they're like a bankable experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing I, the thing that with Lego that I had a lot of regret for was like basically a lot of branded lines. Cause it's Lego actually I find kind of taps into that Funko Pop energy where you've just watched a thing and you thought it was neat. There's usually, you know, depending what it is, there's probably a Lego set if it is one of a certain kind of thing. And then you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I want a thing from this movie I saw. Oh, there's a Lego set. I like Lego. And then most deviously, and I don't know if Lego does this entirely on purpose, but it's way too easy to think of Lego as brick currency when you're when you're trying to talk yourself into buying Lego, I find, where you're like, well, even if I don't end up liking it, that's like 648 bricks. That's a good deal for whatever. <laughs> Start doing the brick to dollar conversion in your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the dangerous stuff. That's where a lot of my Lego regret purchases came from. Um, yeah, I don't I mean, regret all I, of it, though. I, I, I really do like Lego, and I like building stuff yeah. and, and, and things of that nature. Um, I'll probably keep doing it, but frequently they'll be like, you know, I'll be cleaning up the the area where kind of that pile of brick shame lives. I'm like, Oh, it'd be really nice to have that $700 or so of unbuilt modulars and other sets there. Maybe I'll build it one day when I like get a house with space for a really nice collection room or something. Not where the space is the upstairs room and kind of eaves where I can't have full height stuff. And I have two walls that are nothing but sloped under the side of the roof. Cool. You just got to mount them on the slope. That would yeah. be very safe. Oh, if it's Lego and I just like drill through the base plates into it, yet yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'll glue all the parts too, so it all stays together if it falls down. That's all. Yeah, just this is a bad path. It's a bad path. Uh, TJ, what about you? Have you got a, a toy line you can think of that you uh, have some hindsight regret going super hard into? Uh, beca- because it became an insurmountable goal that would require way too many things that I didn't actually want, Amiibo. I have heard that one before, I and I'm re- I was this close, I'm making a thing with the hands, I was this close to casually collecting Amiibo, and I know if I had, it would have become that, because, <laughs> like, it especially did, it when- did for me for a little bit too, yeah, Amiibo's a good answer, I have, like, two... Two amigo, amiibo bags underneath the entertainment center, just full of stuff. I yeah. was tapping, trying to see if it would get me anything in Metroid Dread, and it just said no. Only the Metroid <laughs> ones, dummy. Yeah, so it's important to note. Yeah, I do. St- I still have amiibo, but it's limited to like Animal Crossing, Splatoon, Zelda, Metroid, like a, a smattering of my favorite characters, Mega Man, and all that. Mm. It's it's kept to a it's kept to a limited minimum now, rather than the original intent, which was, can I get the entire Smash collection? Where yeah. some of those were an absolute pain to get because you could only get ones. And... Oh, I didn't do that. God, I didn't do that. 
but I, the, I was... Hmm? See, even the Smash thing, I remember, was feasible until Smash DLC started. <laughs> well, you had ones like, like, people slept on, like, the first wave of stuff, so, like, some of the, some of the characters became stupid hard to get for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, like Marth and Wii Fit Trainer were just, like, impossible to get. I, you know, I was going wish. out of my I was going out of my Ugh. way to order them off of Ami Ami. Mm-hmm. I was gonna or, I was gonna buy a Wii Fit Trainer at a future shop as a gag because I thought it was funny that Wii Fit Trainer got a figure, and I didn't. I, and boy, I kind of wish I had like <laughs> at least to have flipped at some point. Yeah. Uh, but that's yeah. the thing. Like her value went like after after she was out of production, her value skyrocketed. But they did reissue her. So once she once she was everywhere, no one really wanted her anymore. Yeah. So that that was a very time sensitive one, but it just became like, why do I why do I own a figure of Wii Fit Trainer? I don't care about Wii Fit yeah. Trainer. <laughs> you know, I don't. You know, I just realized it's like between between Fire like on Fire Emblem alone, I've got way too many characters to buy yeah. that I don't really care about to complete this in. This goal mm-hmm. that may be impossible to complete because, like, we're like three years into Smash, they still haven't released everyone's amiibo yet, yeah. and like, you'd have to you'd have to have bought eighty nine of them to get everyone in the cast. Yeah, I, I I remember it was a year or two ago when it was just a handful of people who decided, at least that I know of, who were like, "Well, I came this far, I'm locked in mm-hmm. now," and it was like it was, no, it was like there no. was a there was a moment uh, where you kind of yeah, had to j- go like. Oh, I was going to say, go where I, go I, where I did for uh, Breath of the Wild and just get a bunch of RF stickers or the Amiibo <laughs> NFC communication <laughs> thing and just program them all and put them on a piece of paper that says, like, 8-bit link so that you can just tap that on the controller and I, get whatever I don't have a going to pu- puke out. You, you, need a, you need a particular app or phone to be able to do that, and I don't it's have just, that. Do you have an Android phone? Android I have an device? Android phone, but it's then, an old one. D- does it have NFC reader on it? Can you, I don't like, think it does. Do Wallet Pay? I'd be surprised. No, no. Maybe. When did Wallet Pay roll out? Because like that was it's, it's been, not it's been a while. Yeah, it's not recent. Al- Alfie's, but it's like... Alfie's couple generations of old kind of crappy phones have been able. To yeah, do yeah, it. yeah. You're, you're talking to you're talking to someone who pays very little for a phone because I don't yeah. bother use. Yeah. I never really have to use it on the road for like internet or email or anything. It just it's just a phone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, it's... There was a mid there's a mid 2010s crossing point cuz I remember when I got my my current iPhone some years ago which at the time was still an, an older one cuz I wanted the one before the glass back happened. Uh mm-hmm. and that's that's the one I still got and I'm real like it's it's that period where it's like it wasn't recent but it also was just long enough ago that you still might not have crossed the Rubicon before your last yeah. tech. I don't I don't think that the Apple iPhone um store has the like the software to do that because oh i doubt it yeah they're super uptight about that but the like android play store is like i don't know are you yeah. actually selling drugs no all right you're <laughs> cool you pass you promise <laughs> uh, hold, hold on hold on did you check the we pinky swear t- bo- okay yeah pinky swore you're good you know what this this is a perfect segue thinking about like something like Amiibo where you start off thinking like I'll keep up with it and then it gets out of control. Third question, off topic question, thoughts on Lightning Collection up to wave 10. What figure do you really want? I don't have regrets about the Lightning Collection I've collected. 
I don't really know if I'm going to keep collecting it, though. Because <laughs> I missed, like, three waves, and I realized that I was going to track them down just so I had them, and... These are six-inch figures, and for all the talk I had about how, like, oh, this ain't going to be like Marvel Legends, I almost became the worst end of a Marvel Legends collector, where I'm just buying them because they came out. Uh, so uh, I, I do like a lot of Lightning Collection, but I, I also think that um, my excitement for it kind of peaked right before they put out the monsters. Um, was it King Sphinx and, uh, and Pumpkin Wrapper? Uh, and then I saw those ones in stores, and I was like, these are cool. I don't know if I really want them. Uh, I'm still tempted by a couple, but, uh, yeah, Lightning Collection, I really, they gave me Lord Zed in Wave 1, and it was hard to maintain that excitement, (laughs) I guess. That's, that's really, that's who I wanted, and they did them right away. I I had fun grabbing a few other ones, like, you know, grabbing the comic book ones has been cool. Um, you know, I got my Lord Draken, and I got my Ranger Slayer. Uh, collecting, like, Mighty Morphin is neat, um, but also... It's going to be neater if I get to collect, like, series where... I mean, I, if I could get Power Rangers RPM, that would be me collecting a Power Ranger series I really like. All the rest of them are, for the most part, me being a snob who's buying them because they're Sentai suits. Uh, but the, the monster things are neat. I just... The monsters are expensive. And I think if I the get mon- one, maybe it's iGuy. I don't know, TJ, you're going to say something? The monsters are expensive and they're way too big. I don't like, even they're- mind that they're oversized... But they're so expensive that I start to glare at the flaws inherent to the line more. Because they're still like a six inch, you know, ostensibly six inch Hasbro figure. So w- when you get to the price of the monsters, I'm like, I, I really need to not think the articulation's kind of gummy and limited uh, in in spots just because of materials and sculpt. Uh, it crosses the line towards being like close to the bottom end of higher end Japanese figures for adult collectors. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> but also they're huge. Yeah. Like seeing King Sphinx in person, I was like, holy moly, that's big. <laughs> are they, are they doing a new Goldar in that scale as well? I didn't keep up. Not that I know of. They did Goldar as the GameStop exclusive that had the wings. And then yeah. there's the general retail that didn't have the wings. And had like the sculpted bits back there. Like, that was mm-hmm. its new thing. Yeah, I, I've not heard about a Goldar that's getting any bigger. I think it's just, like, Monsters of the Week that are, for some reason, two heads bigger than the Rangers. The fact that they're bigger than Goldar and is really the only thing that bugs me. I don't know what, what that says about me. <laughs> oh, I do really want Finster, and I missed the pre-order on him, so I'm, I'm not going to overpay for him, but I am actually looking forward to Finster. Because uh, I think it's really cool that they're going to do a, a figure of that, that design. Um, yeah. TJ, I, I, I think. You... Oh, good. I, I mean, I was gonna say that. I think that ensures Squat and Babu is coming at some point. I hope so. It, it would be fun to have the Goon Crew, you know, put together. Uh, with because I got the wedding set as well. Um, still haven't opened it because uh, I already got Lord Zed, but I wanted the wedding set anyway. Uh, right. But yeah, the that, the Goon Crew, and if they did like a throne room display thing. I'd get maybe lightly tempted. I don't think I'd go for it, but that would be kind of neat. But of what we know of what is coming out in Lightning Collection, like what's one that's really sticking out to you that you're hoping you can get a hold of? I mean, Finster was definitely one of them. Yeah, that's the top for me. Uh, yeah, because I've always wanted like the entire crew of Rita's Castle. It was fun. I, I 
I got to blow someone's mind at the toy shop the other day because I, 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 I clued them in that Rita and her whole batch are based on uh, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun to drop on someone who has no idea. Once, no, once you have uh, the, the flying w- monkey part, I think that's that's what really. Oh yeah, when it. they realize what Goldar <laughs> is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one I the one I'm looking forward to is the pudgy pig. Oh right, I forgot they're doing him. That that one's tempting because of the sheer nostalgia attached to that character for me. Oh yeah, oh oh I I rediscovered that someone traded in some of the five inch figures that were still on card, and pudgy pig is like four times the price of all the others. Hmm. I, I've always like, been amazed. Stru- like, yeah, like, like how much people beyond me somehow attributed that much nostalgia value to Pudgy Pig. Like, he he was in the board game core box as well. Like, one of the first monsters they put into that game was Pudgy Pig. Uh, yeah. I He's one of the most unique and memorable designs, because he's a big pig head with a Spartan helmet on. But yeah. he's, also one, he's also one of the few monsters to appear in two episodes. So you oh, also yeah. have double the chance to actually see him. Yeah, it's weird. Like, cause, um, I always assumed was it was it Knasty Knight or Gnasty Knight? I always can't remember what consonants they were. But the that one, I always thought was going to be the one that had like inexplicable staying power. Uh, like, like King Sphinx and I Guy have inex- have explicable staying power because they're just really good designs, just in general. Uh, yeah. they were in a bunch of the video games too. King Sphinx made his way into all those like random sticker sets somehow. Uh, but Pudgy Pig is just always like people going, oh, I remember Pudgy Pig. Maybe it's the alliteration. That could be it. Maybe we're all gluttons too. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, Chunky Chicken didn't last. Well, that's because Chunky Chicken's a second rate. It's friggin'. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I don't even, I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that character's name in the same sentence as Pudgy Pig. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna besmirch the, the good OG glutton. Uh, Aaron, have you been have you been at all looking at Lightning Collection, or that one has just been like I on the side? I think they're super neat. I I really do. Uh, I I think it's pretty cool that they're, you know, bordering on, or, or just under like figure arts quality or uh, posability and the like. Um, mm-hmm. I I see them. I I check them out, and then I say no. I don't. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to start this. Um, yeah, Alfie it's had a... vaguely looked at the uh, like the turtles crossover one. Those um, are just... super tempting if they weren't that many. If that yeah. makes any sense, there's so many of them. <laughs> yeah, but it it was very rapidly just just that of like ah like it'd be neat, but I'm not going to, and then that's been it. Yeah. Yeah, those Turtles ones are very tempting, but I I don't want to get that many Lightning Collection box sets. Because once Lightning mm-hmm. Collection is more than a $30 in Canada, like $30 purchase, like Lightning Collection is really fun when you can find them for just under 30 bucks. Because you're like, yeah, I'm getting a figure of a, of a tokusatsu. And like that part's really fun. Uh, the box sets I found and, and, you know, and those monsters, like all the up priced things tend to make me less excited somehow because it's, it's less of like a, a neat thing to find, I guess. Um, and I certainly also got like, like, I think it's, it's not like I was surprised by it, but the sheer amount of like 
versioning on Mighty Morphin stuff also kind of made me lose a bit of steam because mm-hmm. that that first wave was just so such an exciting like four characters to start with that like laid such an exciting precedent for what the line yes. could go on Sitting to do. Here flipping through at least what's on um has or uh, on Hasbro Pulse there's uh a red ranger with some sort of lightning sword there's the turtles version what was it i was kind of flipping through this as you guys were talking about it there's mm. um for uh da, 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 there's like two different versions of pink ranger one cell shaded one's a multi pack with zeo mm. um there's there's a red ranger with a cape and a staff that's from the comic uh, books. Uh, that that one is is frustrating in that it seems like it is it's a troop builder that might be really difficult to find. Okay, uh, that's that's uh, kind of. And fr- then there's, I was gonna say, then there's a bunch of like metallic versions. The metallic and... ones are the ones that fatigued me the hardest, and I, it's like I'm not. I don't even have to buy them. I'm not interested in them whatsoever, and they don't affect me. They shouldn't, but somehow when they just went through announcing them one at a time for a while, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my god, like, I know you're going to do one for each of them. It's fine. It's cool. Do it. <laughs> this is somehow, and then this is so Ranger long. Slayer that's a pink ranger, but black instead of white colors. Yeah, Ranger Slayer uh, is, is also from the comics. Um, the the okay. comic designs of uh, were, like, aside from her and Lord Draken, it's like the Mighty Morphin powers were, like, doled out to Stormtroopers. Uh, so there's some really cool designs in there. Like the board game has the mammoth ranger troopers as one of the goon types, uh, that you can fight. Um, they're, and they're, they're neat designs. Uh, I, I, you know, <laughs> as more time passes, it, I think they do lose a little bit of excitement as far as like figures happening, but yeah. Um, and it'd be the thing that's like frustrating on the transformers combiner sides of it. It looks like that's also getting spread across waves. Like if I just wanted, Mighty Morphin and Mighty Morphin. It's like, what is it? Like White Rangers in one wave and then Yellow, Mighty Morphin, Yellow Rangers in wave four. Uh, Pink is in like wave two. Like, okay, well, I'm going to be hunting for three years because I I can only get, oh, I can only get the Blue Ranger in a two pack with something like that. I I will say fire way to make me just kind of throw my hands up and. I, I will say, because that was something that was posed immediately when the line started, and I do like the decision they made of not dedicating waves to teams uh, early on, because it meant you'd get these eclectic waves, and they said up front, they're like, we're probably going to do all the Mighty Morphin, but we make no guarantees we're going to do teams. We're not choosing, they, they said, we're not choosing teams to do, we're choosing popular characters to do, and then you know, moving off of that with the wink and nod that like, Hey, if we do a popular character from a team, that then means we have a buck from which to do their similar gendered teammates. Mm -hmm. So, you know, wink, wink. Uh, but yeah, it, it somehow as an idea I loved early on, eventually started to drag out a little bit. And I think it was because there were waves that would come out that didn't have, you know, your Lord Zed or your, your um your one figure who would make you go like oh dang it's that weird one you're doing like the figure that where you'd say oh yeah Bandai of America would never have done that on a store shelf mm-hmm. uh and somehow that energy kind of faded for me but it's still a cool line I just I don't think I'm gonna go nuts on it anymore um 
And that was that was answering two questions at the same time in a way. Which brings us to our next question, which is from Destron Supreme, who says, With some of the more recent figures in the crossovers line, I got to thinking about what movie vehicles I'd like to see from Transformers. While I had some obvious answers, one kept coming up. The Orca from Jaws. I admit bias as Jaws is one of my favorite movies, but I really think it has potential. Still, I doubt it would ever be made. I think Hasbro assumes boats are too boring to be seen all that often in the line, plus the Orca has a design that could be difficult to work with, and a field marketing person would think that since the Orca was destroyed in the movie, it'd be seen as a lesser vehicle compared to the Ecto-1, the DeLorean, or even Maverick's jet. And this is kind of funny, like, fast-forwarding to, like, friggin' Draculus. <laughs> who's just Dracula. Uh, still, my mind's eye sees it perfectly, a robot based somewhat on Quint's outfit, Quint was the sailor in the first movie, with a harpoon gun and a fishing rod, perhaps even a small shark cage. I can even see a, so- a story featuring him taking on Skybite the Seacons or the Space Pirates and being killed in the process. The crossover would be more of an homage to the movie he's from than a continuation of it in that way. That said, I'm not holding my breath for it to happen, so I ask, what pie-in-the-sky vehicles would you like to see but know are probably never to happen? Thank you for making the day shorter and the time slightly more bearable. Click in before saying once again, oh, things that'll never happen. Well, a hiss tank that turns into a transformer. Uh, but that aside, um, yeah, since this question, we had the crossovers reveals of Draculus and the Jurassic Park stuff, which doesn't really shake up the formula that much other than Draculus inexplicably costing twice as much in Canada. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah, I, I saw some of really? those pictures and was like, ooh, that's... Ugh. How much? So how much is Draculus in the States? He's the cost of a deluxe and a bit, right? Uh, ooh, I think he was a bit more. Um, I want to say thirty two ninety nine. Thirty two ninety nine. He was getting. He was getting close on like double a deluxe. Uh, in I'll do the the conversion. In Canada, he is about fifty seven American dollars. Thirty one forty nine on Target. He is the price of a leader class toy. In Canada. Yeah. It has to be a mistake. Those cloth hoods, man. That's uh, that cape. Yeah, the, to... Im- the import cost on the, on the cloth yeah. goods. Because, because it's fabric, it actually falls in the clothing import uh, uh, classification things. So I, I was, um, when, I, when I saw... It's a different tariff. When I saw 70 Canadian dollars, I just bit my lip and I was like, damn... Damn, well, I get, damn, okay. But then uh, the Americans were all like, oh, he's 32 bucks American at Target. Then I went like, no, not damn, what the hell happened? Who moved the wrong decimal? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and who's going to fix it, please? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, DJ, let's go over to you. What's a, what's a pie-in-the-sky crossovers piece you'd like to see happen in that crossovers line? Uh... <laughs> Because Draculus kind of got us excited for it before we uh, had that little shift in the rumor mill, uh, I I would love a Batmobile. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I forgot about that being in the rumor mill. Yeah. The rumor because the rumor mill was just Bat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang. So Batman was the first thought everyone had, but and then Draculus came up and like. But yeah, like give me give me that like give me the Tim Burton Batmobile. Yeah, <laughs> monkey's paw. You get that j- just nice looking car from the the upcoming Batman film. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. You, well, well, I well you 
you go for like the original Batmobile, which, which was literally just a car. Yeah, like mm-hmm. here, we. <laughs> you like Transformers to turn into cars, car, right? <laughs> Batman just driving a Studebaker. Yeah. Uh, that'd be cool. Yeah, like it, you know, the Tim Burton Batmobile is sort of piercingly iconic. Uh, you know, it, it's also just a very pretty design. I'd love to see that too. Um, I actually really specifically would be bummed out if they went like, and it's the Tumbler because it's like that would just look like a lot of other Transformers. Then, like, yeah. uh, you know, a sort of yeah. mil- military-ish, multi-wheeled armored vehicle. It's like I got plenty of those, and <laughs> we already that that is Transformers already. Uh, well, um, Aaron, what about you? What's a pie in the sky crossovers you'd like to see? So I recently watched a movie starring Peter Weller, Jeff Goldblum, Christopher Lloyd, John Lithgow. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that movie is? Um, I once upon a time would have, but I have brain rot. The Adventures now. of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a movie. Yeah. His jet car that turns into Buckaroo Banzai. You know, do you, okay, who owns Buckaroo Banzai right now? Who, whose catalog is uh, it? Produced by Sherwood Productions, distributed by 20th Century Fox. Let's see who Sherwood Productions is. They, that's not um, so far off. Columbia Pictures Embezzlement Scandal, Julie Garland Management. Ooh, Gladden okay. Entertainment, Personal Life, and Suicide, as goes the wiki article. So, uh, not entirely sure maybe who owns that at this point, but I wonder if that's like if someone else is like minded as you who is able to sneak that into a whiteboard list. It doesn't that that actually. I mean, it seems unlikely, but it doesn't seem impossible to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I guess mine actually to to kind of go real low key and real low low brow. Uh, an old idea that's been said many times, but the last Starfighter, that ship from the last Starfighter, mm-hmm. as a Transformer it, with a with a Death Blossom feature, like that's mm-hmm. they they made that, actually that... actually come up with blast effects that look good and have use. Yeah, like the, the like the oh, Death yeah. Blossom thing happening. The Death you know, Blossom the... sequence. When I was a kid and I saw that, that was a toy commercial to me for something that didn't exist. So I, I I would like to put those two together. Those seem like you know a two things scenario. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, this is I don't know what design you'd pull from necessarily, but like because I, I got into Nemo's War of the game uh, last year, it would be kind of cool to just see the Nautilus uh, turn into like just call call it call the Transformer Leviathan or something. Uh, just you know do some fiction, uh, some a strange new member of Nemo's crew. Save them when the Nautilus was about to be scuttled, became the Nautilus. Eh, it'd be kind of fun. Be kind of neat. Um, yeah, cr- I'm just I'm I'm just imagining like the la- the ship from the last Starfighter coming with like one of those like desktop per- perpetual motion machines you can mount it in, yeah. spinning around. <laughs> That's where if they make the the effect parts too good, if you're within eight inches of it, it might just stab <laughs> you in the eye. <laughs> Look at this, and you give it a little spin, and then one of those little blasts fire off in a random direction. Yeah. Look, look, it's called the Death Blossom. That's on you. Yeah, you should have known. You should have... Hey, did you watch the movie? <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, that, I mean, that's... Obviously, that's the kind of thing that would be kind of fun to hear from listeners if you guys have uh, 
any neat ideas that haven't happened uh, that, that you think would be cool. Crossovers, I think, is a really understated font of creativity, again, because none of those Transformers are existing characters. I think it really opens that concept up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope it persists. Like, as as much as it represents a, a fun but kind of spooky side of media IP franchising right now, like, it, it also, in our little niche, is, like, a really creative little, like, trickle. It's a little creek on the side of our, of our fandom that like, just, you know, cool fish pop out of it now and then. Um, let's pop into this listener question from Lego TF guy. Um, who says recently Hasbro has been playing around with their price points, mainly in the fact that they're just that price points and not necessarily size classes, things like Earthrise cliff jumper and studio series hot rod being small for their price points, but having lots of parts and accessories has made them essentially the definitive versions of the characters, even edging out masterpiece style ones. Uh, definitely for Hot Rod, I'd agree. Then there's the less pointed out example of the Studio Series RC Sisters, who are a three-pack of engineering-heavy uh, Legends Legion figures in a deluxe box. And while they didn't sell well, things like the MicroMaster two-packs in the Scout basic price was uh, definitely an interesting move. Heck, now that price point is taken up by a combination of smaller characters and pocket-scale versions of classic characters, like a combination of Scout and Dark of the Moon slash Prime Cyberverse. But can we go further? What kind of crazy borderline experimental things would you like to see them do with price points personally i think they're onto something with the studio series wheelie and daniel minifigures though obviously in those cases they're not executed well um and you know what editorialize here when those listings went up i was hype i was hype about that wheelie until the first in-hand photo that truly confirmed what he was because like that should have been a good idea so uh, the execution on that should not nullify that idea the daniel thing proves that someone really needs to get shaken hard a little bit and like look this is really a <laughs> you're making fuel for the really angry <laughs> threads with these things anyway question continues what if some entries in core class were a decently posable human with a transforming accessory or partner figure something like sorry and her scooter jet bike or the armada humans with their respective minicons heck maybe we could get more siege style tape two packs or maybe something else entirely like a pair of combining scout size figures in a deluxe box like if power of the primes battle trap wasn't two separate releases any additional thoughts or ideas on this topic i i think they're gonna keep playing with price point as price point rather than size mm-hmm. class the, the precedent has been set and evolved ever since it was yeah. set with, I'd say, Siege. Really kind of laying it out with the way they did the leader toys. Um, and Studio Series doing the RC Sisters, they are absolutely less pointed out. Um, but yeah, like, like I and also, I really like it. Like, I, I understand why it rubs some folks the wrong way, but like I've said many times, like, I'm also really weary of the, the topic of, like, look at this leader toy next to this other leader toy and then just like look he's an inch shorter or two inches shorter and like that's that's the big gotcha thing like i i just find that whole mm-hmm. line of discussion really tiresome at this point uh because while it, there are some clear misses like i think there's also some really clear wins like leader galvatron is a to me a win uh studio series hot rod if he had the fishing pole absolute win you know they make mistakes um, the RC sisters, absolute win, even though like, you know, they never finished doing the thing they were supposed to do, but like there's, the wins to me make it worth pursuing this whole notion of price point oversized class. But, um, Aaron, uh, what about you? Like, what, yeah. what kind of weird ideas I, do you want to see? I was or... sitting here thinking about like, I could see something like the commander class 
being a great place for some of that weird, like, hey, this is going to be, um, you know, some maybe maybe you know roll back to Build King. You know, th- this is where you get a new R.I.D. landfill style thing. That way, it's it's all of them. It's like three deluxes, and it was really kind of a scout like back at that time. You know, yeah. Build Build Boy was the worst deluxe purchase at ten dollars at that time. I think. Um, I think they straight yeah. up said at a BotCon or something they were like like wedge like, is yeah. they they're like wedge is a deluxe so the others can be deluxes basically right. Um, uh, but yeah, so yeah, that was back when deluxes were like ten bucks. You know, they were yeah, it probably was where he was he was a deluxe at ten dollars rather than like the five dollar price point, so that the others weren't at the fifteen dollar price point. But yeah, you, know, you could do something like that and say like, hey, we're going to wrap all of this engineering cost up into this one, and like then it's it's not nearly that same kind of we're going to try and shuffle the cards around a little bit to figure out where it sits. You know, it gives you that type of, of box set that we're now getting used to seeing as a box set. I was fine with my Rodimus prime purchase and not seeing the toy itself. I know that that's a big leap in toys because children have to see the toys to know that they're getting a toy. They can't recognize a box or something apparently. Um, so I think that's that's a place doing multi builds in that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there there know, is other... the 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 leak the the leak list stuff about um, the up you know the probably true uh, Menasaur being worked on with Motormaster in the Commander class. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be in, should that be really true that will be a very interesting thing to see Commander class do because I you know I, I was just saying on Twitter the other day now that I've messed with all three commanders like Commander class is kind of killing it. Like, every Mm -hmm. single one is completely different and, to a point, satisfying, I think. With Mm -hmm. Rodimus probably being the hardest sell because you gotta be into that box, but, like, they're still... It just doesn't stay together for the life of itself? Sorry. Oh, boy, we got... I got a weird story for you when we get to what we got this week. Okay. (laughs) Weird science, and maybe it'll help you. But, like, we've gotten... So, this commander class, it does giant man... They did it. Then they go to Skylinks, mm-hmm. weird event toy. They did it. Then they go to to Rodimus Prime, um, not a size class, but a smaller figure with no no real um, budget boundaries and a giant accessory. They kind of pulled that one off too. So if they then go like, all right, limitless combiner torso to go with a set of limb figures that come separately, like the commander class is kind of the 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 most fruitful um, area I think in in this whole experiment mm-hmm. of. Of price point oversized class. Uh, yeah, I, so far. I think the be- I think the best thing about it is that they're not like nearly as locked in. Like, like it's, it's like conversely, thing. conversely, look at Titan class. It's got to mm-hmm. be a giant a, a giant biped at, at some mm-hmm. point. And yeah, you know, obviously the characters are selecting are meant to go with that. And and there are the two that were combiners, which I do find are really easy to forget about. Oddly, when talking about Titans, um, the, the so they have uh, Predaking. Oh, Predaking. Yeah. I forget about Predaking. Right? Everyone yeah. forgets about Predaking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, did, uh, I didn't get I didn't get Devastator because I thought that the the Titans were a bit much and maybe I'd pick it up at Toys R Us and then my Toys R Us never got it and now that's uh, I guess a Canadian brand. So it is. Yes. Uh, very fine one. Um, 
It's actually not been amazing for the last year, but you know how that is. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that, um, commander class is, is, is the place to be, I think, for a lot of this stuff right now. And especially with the, the leakless stuff about what the next Titan might be. It's like, it's not an unsuitable pick, Cybertron Metroplex, but look, it's a Titan that turns, turns into a giant man again. You know, you've been waiting since 2005 for for a Metroplex that matched the scale of the cartoon. Yeah, which it's fine. But like, I mean, I I feel like I have always been in the minority. I always thought the actual Metroplex uh, Megalo Convoy figure was really solid uh, for the time. Like, I really like it. Uh, But I, I have come to discover over the years I'm, I think, in a minority with that one. I mean... I mean, as a figure, it's solid, but as a transformer, it 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 curls into a fetal position to transform. Mm-hmm. I know, but like when you get a good upshot with a camera of that thing, like there's the the greeble really sells it. Just don't put them next to other things. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, TJ, what about you? Like, how do you feel about the the size class versus uh, price point thing and where that's going? What kind of what kind of stuff do you want to see them experiment with in that in that realm? I mean, how weird do we want to get here? Super weird. Let's get weird as hell. Titan class Star Saber. Okay. Okay. Not n- not G one Armada. I want one to one scale mini cons. Oh, Role play toy, but mm. it's actually Transformers. Hell yeah. Mm. That would be super fun. Also, the role play toy of the Star Saber was pretty sick for a role play toy from the early aughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean I I mean uh, Okay, so so you're uh, you so your jet storm and your runway would have to be very light somehow cuz that would be a hell of a lot of plastic or <laughs> or you or just s- put a metal rod through the whole thing as they combine and you say for ages 14 up. <laughs> <laughs> just come yeah, just comes with that metal stick. They just shove through all of them like a shish kebab. Or it just comes with a force effects lightsaber that you put through them <laughs> like you- because <laughs> i mean they own that right like they could they could just hey star wars team make us a bunch of blue force effects sabers and we'll handle the sound chip put a put a rotating cuff on the bottom we'll figure the rest out because there's uh, a part of me that feels like if we run out of like gigantic characters that would feasibly make sense for a titan you spin off titan class into its own thing and just make these gargantuan transformers and if you can give me some of the, like, one-to-one scale somehow, that would be kind of amazing. That would also be um, justice to me in in actually realizing the concept of Supreme Cheetor as it was idealized to be at the time. Because, like, Supreme Cheetor, when that came out, was like, we're going to do a gigantic Transformer. It's not going to... It's just going to be a giant, fun Transformer. It didn't turn out very well, but... It would be cool if that idea cycled back around, and yeah, and they were just like, we're, we're doing like the Titan class, whatever. We're doing Titan class uh, uh, air razor, just because we want to do a big, awesome air razor, and that's that. Like that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> one to one, one to one scale eagle comes with a little <laughs> brace that you can mount her on. Can you imagine designing the joint tolerances for that? Oh God. <laughs> See, there's, there's if, part of me that's yeah, there's part of me in my head. It's like you, you know, the one thing I would love a third party to do would be to be like a Megatron scaled laser beak with like a like a 
arm guard that you could like mount it on, so you oh, can perch on your fun. arm. That'd be neat. But yeah, but like that's the thought that comes in my head is like the tolerances on those little skinny legs of his would have to be amazing. They need to. I would almost say they're button release, like spring load button release things that just lock when you're not holding the button down. Probably. Because, like, boy howdy, the last ten years or so, to me at least, have taught me a lot about the importance of joint tolerances on scale. And I think it's something that Hasbro does not feature enough as far as, like, patting themselves on the back. Like, like that, that that's almost half the fun of owning Unicron, if you have interest in this stuff, is, like, realizing and feeling how all his different joints work because of what they have to hold up, even his arms alone. Uh, and and I think I said a couple podcasts ago, like that's part of the fun of the arc is that you kind of get a feel of that with arc uh, Autobot arc. Cause you got those different forms of ratchet joints that feel like they were all almost uh, bespokely designed for the location on the body they occupy. Uh, but that that could be kind of cool for a giant laser beak. I, I also have been laughing because of the whole thing with the Haslab Sentinel. Some t- some of them having weak knees out of the box, and I was like, "Tut tut tut!" Shoulda shoulda asked the Unicron team how to deal with that. They uh, Uni- Transformers did a giant a giant little robot man, and he doesn't fall over. What, what's wrong with uh, what's wrong over in Marvel Land, guys? Uh. But then if you joke about that stuff, you start getting... You get too close to the Marvel Legends discourse. And, uh... Anyway. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm curious to see what, what we what we get to see going forward. Like, what the current team is doing to play with those price points. It's, it's kind of exciting. Like, leak list or not. Um, so let's, let's do one more question. Because we kind of got one here that's a good little ender. This is from Shadowcon LM14. It's on frustration with... Uh, with you know, especially I, I can relate to this a lot on on a certain level. Um, they say, "Hi, podcasters. Has there been a figure or series of figures that has made you nearly quit collecting Transformers as a hobby?" I myself just purchased Zeta Toys Flash, a third party Bumblebee movie Blitzwing, and after getting him out of the box, underwent two hours of the thing crumbling in my hands. Arm coming off at the pin joint where there was no pin, fins breaking, etc. As I attempted to transform him very carefully while following all the instructions on video and on paper. This, despite no reports of the figure being frustrating or this durable that I could find, maybe I just got a defective one. Needless to say, this was very frustrating and saddening as this was supposed to be the highlight of my work week. Uh, how have you dealt with a bad experience with an expensive figure falling apart on you or similar? Did it shake your confidence in materials, in third-party or first-party figures on the whole, companies, etc.? Mostly this is just me venting about this bad experience. Fortunate that this is one of the only bad figure experiences I've had in my entire time collecting, so I'm counting my blessings. Still thought it would be neat to hear other people's tales of woe. Uh, thanks for keeping up amazing podcast work, especially during the decade of 2020 and 2021. Yeah, a lot of my current toy um, beliefs in what I like come on the back of figures that were supposed to be the highlight of my week that ended up being incredibly, um, I'd say to, to borrow a term, negative player experience, uh, to interact with. It's a big part of why I don't buy hot toys. Um, because a lot of the time I found hot toys and also 112 collective, I'm way more excited about them until I open the box and then the excitement starts plummeting as I mess with them. Uh, and I don't enjoy that. Um, with the, with, with stuff like, you know, a, a figure falling to pieces, like that has happened to me, uh, before, like, um, 
what was it? Um, even good figures where I got replacements, but like when I got make toys, uh, cross dimension, Megatron, Despotron, uh, rioter, Despotron, I had a piece break on that in five minutes. And I was just like, I can't touch this figure again. I'm just going to get a replacement. I'm going to take a photo and ask for a replacement part. I need to then not look at this thing for a few days. Cause it's, it's firing all those anti serotonins in my brain. Uh, I've never been at the point of, like, attributing it to, like, a whole line um, or, like, an entire genre, like, third-party or first-party figures, but it's always it's usually just contained to that one figure where I'm just like, oh, I hate this. Um, Groin, Orden, uh, Unique Toys Abominus, Orden. When I had to twice replace ratchets in the hips of the torso figure, and it was just a big ol' unpleasant experience fixing all that stuff up, uh, that made me put that figure uh, in a heap in a case in a detail for about a year and a half and not look at it. Uh, and then came back and tweaked it some more and fixed it in the end, but it's still it's a real bummer. And I didn't enjoy myself. I had the same thing with, uh, the toy world throttle ball combiner where one of the hip ratchets stripped itself within 10 minutes of combining the thing together. Cause those hip ratchets were completely unlubricated. I bought a second copy for cheap of the torso bot sealed years ago. I still haven't opened it. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to interact with the thing right now. I need to be in the right mood, and and especially in the last couple of years, I bo- boy howdy have I not been in the mood to do anything with that. Uh, See, so yeah, I, I I feel this a lot. Not on not on the grand, larger scale, like quitting and collecting or feeling bad about like an entire company's worth of stuff or genre, but the negative player experience as a player user of a toy. Oh, I feel it, um, and it is a very relatable frustration. Uh, DJ, have you ever had that where you were like, just like, this is this expensive figure. Oh, I'm so excited. Five minutes later, I hate everything. I hate my life. Nope, this is no good. I've got to, <laughs> going to go hibernate for the weekend with this thing in a box. <laughs> uh, those, those, those toy purchases that make me wish I drank. Mm-hmm. Made me wish, or at uh, least made me wish I actually felt that the way some people are able to collect where they just put it in a pose and put it on a shelf. And that's that, or I wish I could do that, like, because I'm like I need to interact with it, and as I interact with it, oh no, more pieces are falling off. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they made a line of transforming Digimon. All right. Uh, it starts off fairly well. The Agumon becomes War Greymon pretty well. Uh, and they did a Gabumon, and I got the Gabumon. And the leg fell off. Uh, I just... I, I don't even know how. I wasn't treating it roughly or anything. Uh, it keeps going. It keeps going. They did a little Patamon. And it's... Uh, it, it tucks its entire, like... Larger form up into the shell of a winged hamster that it is. And then they did Gatomon, the little white cat. And I thought, well, that's supposed to turn into an angel woman. How the How the... How'd they accomplish that one? And it, it, they just fold her up behind the cat. Basically. And then this when is, she's an angel the end, wing... This is the higher-end Bandai line, right? These are like the $80 ones. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean now. I remember I remember keeping up with this line uh, from afar. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what frustrates me is, like, on, on the level, they're still very nice. Like, I've got, I've got a line of them on a shelf... And they look very good. Some wildly out of scale, but otherwise they look very nice. Uh, the trick to them is one, 
uh, because I've had so many frustrations, because a lot of them are also really finicky in how they work and transform, I'm very hesitant to mess with them anymore. And also, they canceled the line after yeah. they got five of the eight main Digimon out. That line kind of just stopped at a certain point. I remember how it Yeah. Was. And then it was I, on discount at Fan Expo two years ago at the Bluefin booth. Like, whatever, I, I whatever th- ones they had. Oh, 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 yeah. Like, I got the, like, the Tentomon I got for, like, 35 bucks shipped. Yeah, like, that, that they're line. They sho- shoving them out the door. That line was very I, over. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 well, I feel like it hits two problems. One is just, it was so expensive for such underwhelming toys. But yeah. also, there's some where, like, if, if you look at what uh, Gomamon, like, you Google, if you don't know Digimon, Google Gomamon and look up what he evolves into and try to figure out how that transforms into the other one. And you might figure out why they stopped. Because I feel like they had, like, the ones that were left were probably physically impossible. I feel like I saw an attempted, oh, yeah. I think Gomamon would have been, here's Gomamon with a large ball of fur behind him. (laughs) Essentially. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I mean, I, th- I think they they prototyped Biomon into Garurumon or Garudamon, and it was literally just a bird woman with two giant half bird half, like two halves of a bird head forming her wings behind her. Yeah, yeah, because I, I remember there were a couple of them where it was very much you're supposed to look at this from one angle only. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, which. Given what they were trying to do, I was like, "This is defensible." Like what they're <laughs> what they're going for here is so bonkers that I I kind of appreciate where it's coming from. Uh, but yeah, that 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 line was uh, it was interesting to watch from afar. Um, Aaron, what about you? Have you had the Have you ever had with some toys just like a real cat- catastrophic level negative user experience? I bought Torca. Within thirty minutes, I broke Torca. Oh, Oh. when did you buy Torca? It was at a convention in the in the two thousands. Yeah, I think so. I I I remember somebody telling me, "Oh yeah, you need to be extra careful with them because he's got GPS." I was like, "Yeah, I know." I was super excited. This one looked like it did pretty good, and then like fifteen twenty minutes later, messing with it. I like moved a thing that was on a on a pin, and I was hol- I was like holding it, supporting both parts, and it just went like crack. I okay. actually might have been there for this. this okay. Sounds really familiar. And then I put it back in its Ziploc bag, left a little bit of air in the Ziploc bag, and I don't think I've touched it since. I have a Torca in a drawer still that I've not looked at in fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have a Torca in very similar situation. I am sure that that my Torca has been like pushed into or crushed into something, and it's actually just a bunch of GPS dust in a bag somewhere uh, to go along with my GPS broken um, um, Night Scream Beast Beast Machines. I mean, 
Beast Machines wasn't gold plastic. It was, his was a lot of translucent his plastic. The, his was the like the translucent brown plastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it, Air Attack and Optimus it was a... Primal, who shattered something in one of his hips last time I touched it. Oh, my Air Attack Primal is, is also another one that's just been standing on a shelf in, in the West Coast for about a decade. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm scared of him. The Torca... The Torca, I'm like, I want it someday, because it's in a drawer, so it technically doesn't even exist right now. So someday when I'm over there, I'm just going to turn a camera on, I'm going to film as much of the mode it's in as I can, and we're just gonna, mm-hmm. I'm going to turn on a camera, and I'm just going to like, here we go. I'm, a, I'm just going to transform this, and whatever happens, happens. Because, like, can you imagine what would happen if someday someone figured out some combo of chemical... That you could you could brew up where you just dip the GPS parts in it and like it fills in the gaps or whatever and like mm-hmm. holds it together. Wouldn't that be amazing? Like if we could if we could re-strengthen that those those um those plastic bonds in the polymer. Uh it feels like something someone someday is gonna do. Like a fan who happens to have gotten a degree in material chemistry who also broke a Torca or something or a Randy yeah. and it's just like no, this I, is twenty five percent of my degree. It, it, like the last ten years he spent in his basement lab. Yeah, <laughs> all of his spare money gets fueled into buying random reagents to mix together. The only reason I think this is actually feasible is because it kind of, not perfectly, but it kind of happened with yellowed plastic as well. When people figured out mm-hmm. like those combinations of peroxide and sunlight to like renew the plastic in a way, like mm-hmm. I. It's amazing, like what what's you know the adamant nature of the toy collector can do at times. Uh, so you know, I got, I got some fingers crossed. I think that if that happens, it'll happen after someone figures out how to recycle three D printer plastic offload. Um, I think that's actually a higher priority is figuring out what to do with the support structures from a three D print. Um, but yeah, there's 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 plastic advances on the hobby level that I hope we see in sooner than later. Um. Anyway, uh, I believe that's all of us with our mm-hmm. frustrations. Uh, so thank you all for the listener questions. I still have uh, a handful of them uh, chilling out here, but that does uh, cover a, a little span of, uh, of some some weeks. Um, and that's that was one of my soft goals. So let's uh, finish this one off with a little bit of... Uh, let's just do some on-topic what we got this week. Um, slash this whatever. Several weeks. Um, I'll start. I'll start because I'm excited. I got Commander Rodimus, and yeah. and uh, so I'll get to the trailer in a sec. I'm just gonna say, having you know heard, um, you know a lot of folks talk about this figure, I was still really pleasantly surprised by how much I like this figure, and how much, even though I've been told, how much the transformation is not just Studio Series Hot Rod. There, there is so little in common that it's astonishing to me, and I feel like, I don't know how they would have with the way they do their ad copy, I feel like Hasbro should have some been louder about that somehow, in, in like, really saying, by the way, this has very little in common with the way that that hot rod transforms. Because at a glance, it looks like it works the same way for the most part, but yes, tons of it was different. Um, also... I think these are the best posable hands um, I've seen in Transformers, period, in modern uh, collectible Transformers. These hands are really good for what they are. 
Like, they're so good that my critique is, I wish the fingers were different lengths. Usually, I don't get that far with articulated official Transformers hands. very slightly different lengths. They are, but I wish it was more apparent, I guess. Yeah. And not even a ton. I don't want them to be, like, human apparent. I'm, like, just a little more off the pinky. And obviously, I could just try doing it, but, you know... um, I just really like that they form a decent fist with a hole in it, and they look decent when they're open, which is so rare on Transformers' hands that have a knuckle joint. Mm. Uh, the, the articulation is great. The Matrix Chamber is fun. Um, I like the alt mode um, without the trailer. I think it looks good. I think it just it looks like an it looks like a, a sibling vehicle designed to Springer's um, you know truck mode. Uh, mm-hmm. it's just a, a big honking future four wheeled thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I like this figure a lot. I like the trailer more than I thought I would. And I think I, I put the, the pin on a little bit cause, cause I, a couple people thought I was going to really not like it because of the way I don't like Earthrise Prime's trailer. I actually like this trailer a lot more than Earthrise Prime's trailer because it's big I realized that's. That's half the problem for me with Earthrise Prime's trailer. It's not just that it's a boring box. It's it's a tiny boring box that's too small. That's Yeah. That's also the problem. Um having a very large trailer like this where like like putting him in the G1 toy position, manning the cannon in the open trailer, it looked friggin' cool in a way I didn't think I was going to feel uh when I looked mm-hmm. at it. I was like I was like, damn! Like this dude yeah. This is like his his secret weapon. He doesn't want. It takes a bit to set up. You know, the enemy sees it coming, but you know, in a pinch, Triptychon's running wild, and yeah, Rodimus Prime's like, "Hang on, let me pop open the, the trailer. Get my let me get let me get Susie set up here. All right, all right, just hold him. And and the way that the articulation on the figure, like you, he can just hold those handles and look. He doesn't look like an action figure holding those handles. Like that, it's really cool. Um, and it was real unfortunate how the trailer couldn't close inexplicably it couldn't close mm-hmm. and i went on twitter and i was like dang it's messed up how this can't close it really it really takes uh takes the swing out of the step of a really solid figure um so a whole bunch of people told me like yeah some people have uh, thickened the tabs slash modified tolerances filed things down here built things up here then someone just said hey when you put the uh this worked for me when you put the the cannon back there folded up make sure you fold down that little gray leg and then the trailer will close. And I was like, oh, sure. So I put the thing in there and I folded down that little gray leg and then the trailer closed seamlessly. And I was like, what the f- What? No. And, uh, gaps across the top. I, I had to do some stuff too. I had to massage the back a bit in ways I had already done. And then it, it was still a bit tenuous, but it, it would hold close. Now here's the part where it gets really creepy. I thought, why did this do anything? What what butterfly effect of fractal plastic tension? What happened? I'm gonna take the cannon out entirely because I tried that already when I couldn't get the trailer to close, and it didn't close. So, okay, I'll take the cannon out, and the trailer closed seamlessly. It it just works now. I don't know what I did. All okay, I did well, was... then you're not being helpful. I folded the little gray leg down, and I plugged it in. No, and... I think... So, 
I think what the issue is is because that is such a large, flat, otherwise flat piece of plastic, I think what's happened, at least with mine, like, I can, if I pinch the back of it together, the front comes apart. If I pinch the front of it together, the back comes apart. So I think yeah. that both of them are cupped just a little bit. I had the same thing, and, and I was, I was like, it's, it, and I was like, it, there, it'd be like, I think if I really wanted to get crazy with it, if I got like a hot air gun, that's what people and, were and telling got, me. That's what people told me they'd done. warm, and then like held it, and then got thirty rubber bands on each end to hold it all together. That it might. That's what I was gonna out. do. This is all my thought process. And then one person said, oh, try folding the gray leg down on the removable insert. And I was like, ha ha, I'll do it to tell you it doesn't work. And then it worked. I wish I could. I wish I knew what I did. Because all of those symptoms were happening with mine to the letter. And I tried everything with that thing out. Thinking like, well, this thing being in there is only exacerbating it. And and I don't know what I did. <laughs> it's so weird. Like Aaron, whenever you make it to Toronto, bring that thing with you. Okay, because <laughs> like, because I'm I'm sitting here because you said it and I thought, hey, I'll give it a go. Stranger things have happened. Chris being right, you know. And so I just did it, and it's it changed did nothing you... on mine. So when when you close, once you do the one other thing I had to do. Okay, oh, there's one other thing. The shields on the cannon, you have to make sure they're folded either up or down. I forgot which. I tried both. Okay, well, I'll, they were folded up. Let me fold them so that they are in the down <laughs> position. And, put and the thing back. See, that, that sticks up more. That pushes okay. against the bottom of it. Fold them up. I think up is the right position. The other thing I know I did is I, you know... Together. I closed the front where those two clips are that I, that you know, like the clips that actually make a noise. Mm-hmm. In the front, and then when I closed the back, I also pushed the trailer door in a little bit because I noticed it was it was popping forward a bit, and somewhere within that, it suddenly sucked itself closed. Like I, it's hard to describe. Yeah. Okay, this, so if, but... so if I give it full on monkey hands and squeeze the hell out of it, it stays closed. See that seam is perfectly closed now. Then then push the back okay. door in a little bit like the, I, it's that okay the I, I don't have a third hand to do that hold on let me let me yeah. change grips and push it with my face yeah say see it's knee. still perfectly fine as long as i'm keeping a hold of it yeah it's just great yeah that's what i thought that boy i wish i wish someone else had been in the it, room with me a, as soon as i let go of it it's a quarter inch crack the whole way down yeah when when so, i was holding so re- it together repeatedly beating this against my face per chris's instructions have made it worse <laughs> i said your knee not your face <laughs> When when I was holding it together, I was I was literally chuckling to myself. I was like, "Yep, as soon as I let go, this is gonna pop apart." And then when it didn't, I like I, I was so freaked out. <laughs> I was like, "Mess!" I sent. I think I sent a reply to the to the person, just like, "What did you do?" <laughs> I gotta find this this Twitter thread so I can link it when when this thing goes up. Because like someone. So here's the other thing, Aaron. Because I think maybe there's a magic touch that someone can apply once they've done this once. I don't know. Because when I said on Twitter, oh my god, this worked, I got at least two other people who said, oh my god, it worked, in reply. Yeah, I, so, I just feel like, like I said, on mine at least, it feels like 
there's a bit of cupping to to one or the other sides of it or maybe some um you know some part of that pin and that runs that whole length is not perfectly straight because so I mean, this, it's uh... like so when i fold the sides down i have to specifically on the left hand side either lift up or push down the the bit that's on the flap for the stacks oh, this, this all so sounds so familiar catch. but on the right yeah. side it moves just fine i don't need to intervene on it I put in so, a link to the to the tweet. It's part of a thread where you can see the gap I had before this worked. That gap will probably look very familiar to you. Uh, it was Corey Gibson, C. Gibson Rex yes. on Twitter, who, who shared this. And I don't know what it does. but <laughs> Yeah. Like I said, I feel like it's just that that part is, is cupped. Because, like I said, if I hold the front of it, the back of it pops out. If I, I know. Of it, I know. Give it a squeeze so it's just kind of generally closed. Squeeze the back, the front pops out. I know. Same thing with mine. And and what's really, I was even convinced, and people had corroborated this was the running theory. I was like, yeah, it probably is because it was in the package, twist tied down but open, and that probably did something to mess it up. Um, much like when MPMs one or not one MPM mm-hmm. whatever the first MPM prime, uh, and it's, it's it's man, it's so hard to describe this because. I, everything you're saying is exactly how mine felt. I had been messing with it yeah. for half an hour and the thing wasn't working. Look, and and then just, when it just worked remind once, me in, just remind me come 2027 when the next time yeah. it's easy to cross the border to Canada for a TF con, I'll dig this out of hopefully my future home's basement. I'm still not in this <laughs> rattle box and uh, you can come in and give it a blessing and away we'll go. Yeah, like I, it's the most inexplicable. Everything about what happened defies what I know of plastic and how plastic works. Uh, and I think it has to do with the little tab. I don't know what it has to do with it. I think another relevant thing somehow is that little tab on the front of the cannon and the little slot it lines up with inside the trailer. Um,. I think right behind the little bed area that's above where the, the car mm-hmm. walks in. There's like a little tab in a slot that don't really do anything other than like provide guidance. But I had seen in some threads, people were saying that also wasn't lining up on theirs. And so there might be just some cross tensional thing that happens. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's only be, not only because it worked on mine, it's the one or two other folks who immediately said it suddenly worked on theirs too, where I'm like, okay, there's, potentially a trick to this but i know that a huge part of it that i didn't document was massaging the the door that comes down on the back of the trailer and not just the door but that other outer door as well you know how there's like two doors kind of Mm -hmm. um it's so friggin' weird anyway i don't i don't want to go on about this too long it's a good toy i should say it's just that this trailer thing is both common and it's inexplicable fix seems kind of common too. Uh, and I did hear a lot of other fix ideas. I'll, I'll share a few of the ones people were telling me. Um, some people said it's easy. Uh, VF5SS had an easier time coaxing it closed with the cannon inside but loose. Uh, the flaps on the turret have fixed it for some people. Not for me. It was the little gray leg. Um, there's people who um, put a couple coats of red Gundam marker on the top tab, and once it dried, they never had the issue again. 
someone wrapped it in rubber bands in a closed position, put it in a hot area or a 90 to 100 degree water bath overnight with thickening the top tabs with tape or polish, and it worked. All kinds. Someone just said as soon as they noticed those tabs on the front with the gray plastic, it worked. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so freaking weird. Uh, and this is all in the back. This, I, lo- I love all this because also the toy happens to be pretty good. Um, yeah. Which is kind of the, the more important thing, I guess, of all this. But the trailer is such a widespread thing. I wanted to share what worked on mine in case, r- mathematically, two people said it helped them and Aaron said it didn't. So there's a, uh, there's a, what is that? A 66% success rate so far on yeah, medically hey, hey. spreading this. <laughs> so- yeah, if, if, it, if it works, it works, and that's cool. I just, like, you know, it's super thing... What's gonna be super creepy is if it, if yours suddenly works tomorrow or something. <laughs> yeah, I go to move this one more time. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll put the gray leg. Down. What the fuck? That hey, I said it a few times. That's literally what happened to me <laughs> with that thing. Uh, anyway, that's my main what I got that I wanted to talk about because it's been on my mind so much. Um. I also got, like, I got the, the, the two Beyond Through the Golden Disk of Time two-packs, uh, the Dinobot Mirage and the Skywarp Sideswipe two-packs. Uh, mm. Dinobot Mirage after a cancellation. Thankfully, I caught I caught another one on, on our Amazon. Um, the uh, the Earth Mode uh, folks are pretty fun. Um, speaking of things that don't come together super well, Earth Mode Mirage, the very last step of the transformation, just doesn't really finish. It looks fine. Mm but it feels like it's supposed to click together all in the middle, and it doesn't. And one of the side tabs on Grimlock um, don't come together properly either. Um, there's a little bit of jank in there. Um, Earth Mode Sideswipe and uh, Beast Wars Skywarp, though, are pitch perfect. Beast Wars Skywarp is a super, super interesting figure, given how much of that design is Air Razor. Uh, that Skywarp, like, just seeing the paint differences and stuff and the new head in person is pretty neat. Um, that sideswipe, you know, it's the Earth Mode Lambo that everyone I think got to see through Red Alert first. But he works; he transforms well. The mold doesn't seem to be falling apart. Um, so those those were some quick fun gets. Uh, and uh, right now I'm just trying to chase down a pre-order on Terror Soar because the the Amazon CA listing only goes back up when I'm not looking at the internet for a day, um, and then when I come back and lament to someone, oh, dang, I missed it again, they say, what do you mean you missed it? It was in stock a few minutes ago. <laughs> so I've asked a few local folks. It was in folks, stock for eight minutes. What are you doing? I asked a few local folks, hey, if it pops up again while I'm not looking, just get it. I'll <laughs> I'll be very th- thankful. I'm sure someone else will want it if somehow I've... I-, I told them, like, if I find one, I'll yell to the high heavens of the internet that I got one, so you'll know. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, that's that's the, uh, the new... Um, kingdom quest for me for yet another uh retool of a very good mold uh and yeah that's about it for my own topic what i got i'm just looking around i think that's it uh, oh i got one other thing but I'll, I'll i'll pop it at the end um aaron what about you what's the what's a transformers thing for you um i can talk about a really good one a really bad one or a kind of meh one depending uh, on how much time you're giving me here let's do meh short then the bad one as much as you need, then the good one for a palate cleanser. Okay. Uh, the meh one is Scorpionok. Yeah, I mean, 
I can't. Argue. I know TJ, you you ended up liking that one more than I did. I kind of yeah. Can... I, I, yeah, I feel like I feel like I like it more than most people do. Yeah, yeah I mean, I so like it's cool that it's the Scorponok and it's like that Beast Wars and it pretty much like that and Pterosaur. I think are pretty go- much going to wrap up like the opening cast from Beast Wars. But yes, man, the the well, way that yeah, oh yeah, Tarantulas. Um, but like the way that his chest just kind of cracks open, he just kind of like tucks his chin into his shirt and then lays down with a cracked open chest. Just. Yeah. It's one of the few times I had a Mia culpa with an instruction book lately where I was just like, yeah. what's up with these stupid instructions? Oh, oh, okay. It's not yeah. I, I, I was getting similarly <laughs> angry at the instructions. Like where, where did I, dad, did I miss the step for this chest to go back together? Cause this looks like crap. And, like, looked at pictures online, and I was just like, oh, no, it just is crap. Okay. Like, uh, the thing I'll give it cool. a few weeks later, like, I don't see it in Scorpion mode. So, I yeah. get it. I get it. Uh, there's a lot about him that I've kind of warmed up to while he's still firmly in the, like, middle ground for me. Um, but, yeah, the... Oh, this is weird. He's, he's just weird. There's also this like eggshelly feeling on the claws on mine that like they just feel very. Uh... Yeah, have an odd texture. Yeah, and they're kind of also like I've had I've had one of them pop off a couple times, which might just be on mine. Uh... But yeah, he's like he's I think odd. it's cool that it, I think it's cool that he comes with the cyber bee. I think it's cool that he's got the double missile launcher, so you can decide which like claws open up and does something thing that he does. There's just there's a lot of character to him, but then his transformation scheme seems overly complex to be kind of boring. Like what I find, what like I find super weird, you crack is... him open. He does some weird splits, does a, a funky leg move, which is a neat way to like hide a leg up into the scorpion tail. That's neat. But then it just like the other leg just kind of hangs out there. It doesn't like tuck and line in. And then his chest is cracked. up. It's like, one part of it's really good, and the other part's, like, was that, like, uh, Friday at 2 o'clock design, and you just needed to get it done before 4? Well, what I find really weird about him is I find the transformation so unsatisfying, but I really like the scorpion mode at the end, and usually it's the other way around, where it's mm-hmm. like, the transformation was cool, it's a shame the mode doesn't... In this one, I'm like, ah, uh, transformation. Dang! Look at that scorpion, though. Like, it, it's, mm-hmm. uh... There's some there's something non-linear about my enjoyment of Scorponok. Um well, that's the male one. What was the bad one? Hit, hit, what what are you not digging? Tra- oh, you okay, so you had to tracks. Too many tabs and not enough tabs. Yeah, this seems to be the story of tracks. Uh I like I've said before, I'm really I'm I'm actually really happy for the folks who who ended up with the one that works because it makes it really clear what the problem is, which is that they're trying to do too much uh, yeah. for what they're able to, to do with, um, with uh, what's yeah, the word I've, I'm looking for? I've... It's too much variance. Yeah, so, like, I've only really taken him through the whole transformation cycle once because the windshield tabs super scared me, and those are tabs that, at least the way the instructions seem to be showing, are ones that you kind of have to forcefully kick around the other side of a thing rather than... Like, the part that it tabs into comes down on top, and that's how they align. Mm-hmm. And then just the things like the front of his car, like the front side panels, just will not stay up against his legs. 
his legs having the being painted so that you can't just remove the whatever stock tracking number that they're putting on all the toys now that generally they like hide inside an armpit or something. Oh yeah, that nope, thing's like just that thing's like front just facing, right? Dead on his shin. Yeah. And yeah. people have gone in with like you know, um paint remover and then ends up oh, the whole shin is painted gray. That whole piece of plastic <laughs> Is painted gray when there's other gray parts on the toy. It's not like this is a one-off. That had to have the saddest moment. That had to have the saddest moment too, where you see the number coming off, and you're like, "Hell yeah!" And then everything else melts off as well, Mm -hmm. like in the in the Mr. Bean movie or whatever with the Mona Lisa. (laughs) And there's just so many things that, like, I. It's cool that they did another tracks, and that he's a a Corvette car that has a flying car mode, except for the the tail pieces that come up on mine pop off every time. So that, I mean, it's nothing big because it's just a little clipped on part, but it's just yet another thing that's like, I mean, okay, you've got it on here, but now I have to figure out like about every other time, which, which angle do I have to push these tail fins to get them to click back in? It's just, everything is so like close, but no cigar every time. And it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. It, the the variance uh, levels on the tracks experience have been fascinating for me to, to read as I kind of kept up with a, mm-hmm. a bunch of them here and there. And like, I am convinced that that toy is capable of, of being a good copy, but it's not any kind of dice roll. You're going to win with regularity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's something that feels like the tolerance are, are such that like, yeah, now I can't get his, his one, you know, talking about it, I rotated that wing out. Now it's sitting proud on one side because I can't find just the right angle to wedge it back up to go away. Yeah. And, and I, yeah. I wonder if on, on any given copy of tracks, like how many butterfly effects are happening too, of like, if this tolerance works, then these work. But if this one doesn't work, these other mm-hmm. ones don't work. Uh... Yeah, it, it very much seems like he's doing so much in such a small package that I feel like you know, if you just look at the bounds on the tolerance, like the up and down of, of what this can be, feel like it's just tighter on him, such that when then when part of it's out, it just cascades around. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, well, I pull his arms out to be the, the thrusters on the side of it. Well, one of those doors opens high just fine, and the other one doesn't. Oh, that's also the side I have an issue with those that tail fin going all the way in does that mean that maybe i have a part that's warped out just a little bit so that it prevents it from sitting right i don't know but it's all just so you know so such tight dimensions and tolerancing that it just can't be achieved because plastic shrinks upon being molded and sometimes it shrinks more and sometimes it shrinks less yeah, it's it's the old MPO nine Rodimus thing of like this. This mm-hmm. design works if your plastic comes out perfectly every single time you mm-hmm. do it, then it'll work. But it doesn't. And <laughs> that and I remember his feet being very weird. I'm not going to finish the transformation of him. I just got him to jet car mode, and that's yeah. as far as I feel like I want to push my luck today. But I also remember his feet just being very like the way that you flip his shin in and out in order to assemble it leaves him to have like no ankle or knee support. It's so weird to me also thinking so that it could be easily 
think, thinking about when we had the tracks reveal and my reaction was, oh, we don't need to talk that much about him. He just looks like an average solid car deluxe. We have so many of these now. We know he'll turn out okay. And then the yeah. friggin' monkey paw claw <laughs> curled up. And I was like, whoops. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you talk about no ankle support. He has no ankles. Yeah. Like... <laughs> It's the weirdest connection where, like, there's no ankle point. It's just, like, a ball joint peg that hangs out the side of mm-hmm. his leg kibble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so it. I had weird. To, had to pull up. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, and it's very much a thing where they've done some clever engineering in order to make the sizes and shapes fit that way. But at a certain level, it's like, you know, it, it's it's the whole, you know, you, you, you thought so long thinking about if you you could you didn't think about if you should it's like at a certain point maybe no one would have noticed if he had slightly chunkier legs mm-hmm. and they just yeah they just worked slightly like normal slightly legs. chunkier legs slightly wider <laughs> car slightly like thicker thicker profile on the car yeah just make it make it better for being better not oh we wanted to keep a certain <laughs> Like, we wanted to keep it a certain width so it'll fit inside of Optimus Prime's trailer or whatever. You, you know what? some other guidance point was. The next time, right, a toy comes out where it's got kind of a kind of a chunky-looking car mode with slightly beefier legs, and people are like, oh, why couldn't they have just made it a little bit thinner? Now you can take out tracks and go, like, and just, because just they did once. With it. Yeah. <laughs> you go, like, yeah. we, have, we have evidence of an attempt. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 narrow body of it like i said feels like it's like they had some other like we and we want this to fit inside of something like there was some other yeah. engineering design bounds that were placed upon it that have have led to here which is why i would love to have an open dialogue sometime with with designers just to be like so can you really tell us what no what's going on with this was there like yeah. Oh, we want anything that's a car has to fit inside of the the two trailers that came out because that's the crossplay pattern. And you can go, what? did it really? You know what? I will always cite back in two thousand what four I think, uh, two thousand three or two thousand four. Aaron Archer at a botcon or someone on Aaron Archer's team straight up said, "Yeah, Armada Thrust's spinny chess gimmick was one of those things that just didn't work." And by the time. Mm-hmm. By the time we'd gotten to the point of realizing the whole gimmick wasn't going to work, it was too late. So we just had to go with yeah. it. Yeah. And they said that at a BotCon. Now, granted, that yeah. was a different pre-07 Hasbro. But, mm-hmm. you know, it has happened before, and I, I don't think it would be yeah. it would be damaging. And, I'm, and to... I'm fine with answers like that. You know, that's... Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a, a designer and an engineer on a you know, industrial scale of things. And the number of times where some project has been like well it kind of ended up like crap because you know we uh there's a, a construction project that i was working on that we had to redesign a good portion of the sewer system because there was an unexpected giant friggin boulder that was three feet down <laughs> and they were sitting there like well we could come in here with jackhammers but we have no idea how big this thing is and then like we had a like ground penetrating radar came in and did some passes on it and they're like well okay we could blow like like we could we could cut the four foot wide channel that we needed to through this but because of the other soil that this is sitting in like we'd have to dig 
a giant hole and then backfill it properly and it's going to be underneath the road so it because it's underneath the road it needs all this other fill stuff but if we instead like up you know back 200 yards instead have the sewer cross the road and come down the other side on the back side of the sidewalk where we've got a little bit of space okay that can work and so then when you look at a map of it afterwards it looks like a mess but when you go well actually you see there's this other thing that came up that made it suck and then you can go oh well that's an elegant fix then so it would like, be nice to have those conversations the uh, i can see as much as it makes me like want to chew my inside of my cheek raw saying it mm-hmm. i can see how and it's not even our fandom it's just the nature of franchise fandom right now when it comes to having a larger scale discourse about a behind the scenes quote unquote incident I could see someone in a position saying, why would we want to feed the ability for someone to say they got, they got us. They found out the dark secret. Like I can see that being a thing, but also I could, I could, I could just as easily also say, what if we just ignore the the dumbasses and we have our fun conversation? I I know it's (laughs) totally a thing that would never be able to be done on a, on a, yeah. on a podcast or anything, you know, maybe Aaron Archer now that he's been separated from Hasbro for a decade or whatever could come on and be like, "Man, there was some messed up stuff you don't know about." But but and also nobody uh, can do anything to me now because I some, something I've noticed. Something I've noticed about folks who work in the toy industry as opposed to those of us who simply like partake in it is like there are a lot of tastes that are just not ours, even though those same folks mm-hmm. will have a lot of synchronized tastes. There are a lot of folks when you say, like, oh, this toy was really cool except for the one thing, you know, that everyone in the fandom cites half the time. But, like, someone in, in, in toy industry might say, like, yeah, but that thing doesn't really matter because it does this, this, and this so well. And they'll say, a you know, three things that I would have, or someone else perhaps would have laid at, like, a much smaller or lower point, you know, in the list of things to talk about. But mm-hmm. in toy industry, like, the priorities of enjoyment I find sometimes are very unique I'm not saying I not saying I know Aaron Archer's, but I wouldn't be surprised if like it would be a, a, a weird conversation as far as expectations to to hear from an Aaron Archer type about like things that they think mm-hmm. didn't turn out well. Um, I like I bet you there'd be they they'd cite something like yeah I'm really upset that this thing didn't do this and you're like that's that's one of the most beloved toys of the last twenty years I'm surprised. You... <laughs> uh, anyway, um. Let's bop over. Oh yeah, yeah. We, sorry, we were talking so much about tracks. Ganal, it's a good one. Yeah. Oh, Ganal. Oh! He's a he's yeah. a happy tubby happy guy. People should buy Ganal. Great. Yes. Ganal is is good. Uh, yeah, I found one with a crush to crap box, and I want to go back and find another one. He's he's it's. Uh, you know, this is kind of the flip side of he is a. He has a couple of interesting transformation bits, but it's all done in such a smooth manner. Like, yeah. the only issue I had was trying to get the extra neck joint to kind of crack loose so that he could tuck his face down and turn the back of his head into a raspy chainsaw tongue thing. I thought I broke it when I did that, and I was bummed out for a few seconds till I realized that the geometries were very intentional. And then I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't break it. Hooray! <laughs> Uh, cause that doesn't feel good the first time you do it. 
No. In my opinion. No, it did uh, not. It feels like you broke it. That's, hey, textbook case for why I would like to see video instructions on an official level. But, mm-hmm. oh boy, like I, 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 yeah, I, I currently like, own four NAWs, and I don't think I want to get rid of any of them. <laughs> yeah. The, the only, like, things that I wish were better, and one of these very well could be just a on mine, is the fin is not, like, it stays in there, but it's it's loose enough that if you jar it, it'll slide up to the very end, where I feel like the the end of the peg has just a bit of mushroom, but it it very easily comes out. There's no resistance to it. Mine's a bit hinky on... On it's my st- on my main, it's like if I if I turn it up, turn them upside down and shake them, it's not going yeah. anywhere. But it it feels like it might. On and my main gnaw, of, it's a bit hinky. And I kind of wish that his tail had another joint in it. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, on uh, the my main thing with him, and I I'm I still have to mess with mine a bit more because maybe one of them doesn't have this. But it seems like it was a bit common when I brought it up. Is in Sharktacon mode. His robot mode arm joints are not... They're able to hold him up, but they also will give out pretty yeah, readily. Yeah, I, the, the uh, mushroom pegs. It'd be nice if those mushroom pegs were a little bit more remedier. Like, if those were maybe ratcheted. And it's it's so open that I, I, I'm i going to go in there with some thickeners, because it's a, it's a textbook thickenable joint. Mm-hmm. So I, I can I could tweak it. Uh, but yeah, his little, his little gnaw hands can reach up and... And, like, aim the gun like it's an over-the-shoulder cannon on oh, robot I, mode. I put mine in a pose where his, in robot mode, his Sharktacon hands were, like, handing him the cannon that was mounted on his back. Mm. Uh, that's so friggin' cool. Uh, that, that toy is so good. TJ, you got some, some Gnog praise as well? Uh, I made a whole video of Gnog praise, and it's, it's a lovely figure. Mm-hmm. I was so happy it was not just a recycled Legends class again. Oh, the transformation does... is is so sublime compared to that one. Oh yeah, yeah. Like like the the one eighty rotation you make on that toy is just oh yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's one of those one eighties that like you you don't see it you don't see it till you do it. You're and you're yeah. like why am I doing this? Why am I? Oh, that's why. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, that's 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 a troop buildable deluxe if there ever was one. Uh, in fact, just bouncing off that, I I got a second Rekgar, and I'm a little sad to report he he can ride himself. But you know the really obvious tab slot connection on the seat and his his his. No, uh, I don't because I've not seen Rekgar yet in person. So he has a t- he has a tab and a slot in places that look like they are for him to ride himself. He mm-hmm. has. He has butt hang on his sculpt that prevents the tab and slot from ever coming close to each other. So he can he can ride himself, but uh, the the RTS Deluxe does it way better because those things you can clip them together solidly and then pose the figure who's clipped on the saddle. Uh, new Rekgar, you are very much having to have the fun fig arts dance that some of us have all gone through of trying to pose an action figure on a bike where they can fall off while you're posing them. Uh, it's uh, it's also, the bike, in some poses, does look a little bit undersized. If you treat it like a crotch rocket, it makes more sense, even though it's not shaped like one, and you can get some pretty good poses, but 
I don't think I'm going to buy more Rekgars. I'm going to wait for Junkions if they happen. And if they don't, I'm fine with it. And I'm surprised I'm saying that because I felt like having a second Rekgar was really going to make the the equation make sense to me. hundred percent. I was like, damn, this is a cool figure. Who's going to be a hundred times cooler when he's riding himself. And then he wasn't. Um, and then I opened Gnaw and I was like, Oh, Gnaw is the one I want to buy millions of. <laughs> uh, so that's the, that's the little Rekgar update bouncing off that. Um, I'm glad we had some Gnaga praise, uh, on the podcast, at least, mm-hmm. uh, DJ, um, Gnaga praise aside, um, and you know, I guess we, now what we got to do is try to figure out what we do to the, to the, the, the strange ones, the, the weirdos, the contrarians who don't like gnaw. Like what are we going to do to expunge them? Cause they, they can't be right. Puppy kickers. That's who <laughs> this, I'm doing a bit by the way. I don't, it's fine if you don't like them. DJ, uh, it's not fine if you kick puppies. D- d- don't, it's not, it's don't not fine if you that, kick puppies. Into that I'm doing a bit too, bit bit too soon like the other half of that you need to don't be a puppy kicker man you're right you're right i had briefly forgotten that one does need to also like explain that bit in dead ass we're gonna make eye contact tone uh <laughs> tj uh what's some uh, transformer stuff that you want to talk about that you may have acquired so uh i have added various uh dinosaur shaped cyberverse toys to my collection what? I haven't seen any. Damn. All right. <laughs> That's exciting. I'm like, I I didn't realize that m- plural would be out yet. Well, oh, oh, I didn't, I didn't either. Except I was looking for things to throw into my pile of loot over at Big Bad, and they just happened to be there. They just quietly put them up. What the t- <laughs> story of Cyberverse, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Alright, so I have Stealth Dropped, Snarl, and Sludge. Alright. Uh, we're gonna start with Snarl, who's the warrior class figure. Um, the the beast mode looks good. You know, he, he work, functions nice as a little Stegosaurus dude. And, you know, simple transformation gets you into the robot mode. Robot mode looks fine. The action gimmick doesn't hinder the articulation, even though it's like a, a sword chopping attack. I'm so just, yeah, I'm all just that works. At the arm is it in the elbow, or is it the shoulder? No, no, no. I, it's in the shoulder. It, the okay. gearing is inside the chest, and it's attached to the ball stem. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, so it's a fully working ball joint shoulder. It just happened like it just happens to be on that swing. Yeah. Okay. So good bit of engineering there. That's where the good engineering ends. Oh. So a third of that beast mode is in that tail, which you take off during transformation and can do nothing with it. I was wondering about, like, what its purpose is, because I, 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 in the packaging shot, it's just, like, kind of there. Uh... So y- you would think it's Snarl, so you'd think you like, open it up and, like, put the wing thing on his back. No... That doesn't happen. Uh, what you do is you plug it onto... You can do two things with it. You can plug it onto his back, uh, and you, the, it, in which case it pegs onto the lever that works the shoulder, but that is offset, so what you have is like a, like a uh, 
asymmetrical placement for this gigantic tail hanging off his back. All right. Or there is a peg on his hip that you can connect it to. In which case, it is incredibly intrusive to the left arm. In either situation, you're supposed to use the tail as a sheath for his sword. I was about to say, this sounds... These all sound like sheath positions. They are sheath positions. Uh, They are sheath positions for a sheath that is three times the size of the sword. It's a sharp sword. So, yeah, so unfortunately, like, it is... And and, uh, impossibly heavy, by the way. The toy does not stand up very well (laughs) when, when it has the sheath on his back. That sounds like the warrior class experience when I've was not all of them, but some of the ones I messed with. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, at a fifteen dollar price point, I don't really expect greatness, but I at least you know, like maybe a third of the toy shouldn't just be a big chunk of plastic. I'm supposed to peg back onto him. Uh, what do you call it? Fixer upper. It's a fixer upper. You know, you just got to get in there. We got to tweak it. Gotta... How do you, how do you tweak a third? How do you tweak a massive tail hanging off his hip? Yeah, make it so you can plug it onto the sword while he's holding it, so that instead of holding a little sword, he's holding an entire tail. <laughs> so that brings me to Sludge. Alright, and he is Ultra, or whatever, right? With the armor? Yeah, yeah, he is the Ultra class. He is a, the $20 price point in the US with the flip-up armor gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recently got Ramjet. And his flip-up armor gimmick is not great because there is nothing locking his torso together to, like, uh, keep that from flying out on its own. Yeah. Like, like it, it, like it's, a, it's attached to his arm. Like, he's got one of those things where, like, you pull on the arm and it flips out everything. Uh, that, that, that doesn't work so much here. Um, what... Uh, and like, and that leads to a case of like, when you're moving the toy around, the torso of the toy is just flopping around. Like the back of him, it just keeps like flopping up and down, like, like a garbage can lid in, lid in the wind or something. So this one, uh, actually has dedicated tabs to holding things together. So the armor does not, uh, do anything weird. You just pull it down, flips out, push it back up, it pegs back in, and everything's fine. You know, and it's just like it's like any of the others. It's like any of the other armors. I kind of wish I kind of wish it was painted so the visual change would be better, but it's inoffensive. It doesn't interfere with anything about the toy. Uh, actually, thanks to transformation, he's got like he's got more points of articulation than most of the ultras. Yeah, in like, in the product photos, the thing that really caught me was they managed to do a waist joint even with that gimmick. Yeah, because well, the, yeah, that's nice. That's nice, and the waist the waist joint's required for the transformation. Hmm. And you know, it's a decent one. Like it's very it's very G one sludge. They didn't really reinvent them in any way. So like it's it's fairly basic, but it works. You get a bront you get a historically inaccurate brontosaurus. Yeah, as mm-hmm. as it should be. <laughs> Uh, like my my only grievance with him is in this it's common among cyberverse figures because of the price point. I really wish his joints were more solid. Yeah, because he's got this big tail spear weapon, which actually looks kind of cool, but it is very few positions where that will actually hold up because of the uh, poor tolerances in his shoulder. Yeah, 
as yeah, well I'm, as his wrist. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm, like, I'm, he, used, he, I'm used to approaching these with like I gotta prepare to fix most of the joints in them. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't help that he's got the wrists that fold downward to fold away into beast mode. So if he's holding a big heavy weapon, his hand is prone to folding down. And that should be cool because that that's the point the weapon at the fool who crossed you. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, if you can get it to stay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited yeah, to mess with that, that one. Like it sounds it sounds like a good fixer upper at least. Yeah, yeah. This this is this is a fixer upper. You tighten up the joints, I don't I don't think you'd find anything wrong with the figure. Like he he's a, he's one of those like ultras that is nice and surprising. All right. Damn, they're already out. Even even with what you're saying about Snarl, I still want to collect these cuz they're may- now these are maybe the end of Cyberverse. May we we think. Yes. You know what though? I'm I'm happy that I'm saying maybe. I'm I'm happier to be saying maybe about that. Uh What's the status on the other... Because those are the two that are really obviously, like, single figures to buy. What's the status on the other ones? What are they right now? Uh, which ones? Swoop and Slug. Oh, oh, just the other Dinobot? I haven't seen anything about them. Because their they're crash combiners are happening, so worst case, we got crash combiners. I think... Did we see a photo somewhere of a Deluxe Slug? Like, one of them is a Deluxe. Right? I can rem- Well, I know the Crash Combiner. The Crash Combiner's out for a slug. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we've seen the Deluxe. I'm just looking at Big Bad's page, but I I feel like we saw that one of them is happening in the boxed Deluxe line alongside Cheetor, but I I don't remember which one now. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I see a Deluxe class slug now. Okay, okay. Yeah, then that just means it's, Swoop is the only one who's kind of who may be confined to Crash Combiner. It's interesting to me that they're spread across so many different size classes in this line. That's um, that's a familiar story to me from chasing Rid twenty fifteen Decepticons. Like okay, yeah, tr- true. Yeah, the ki- the kids line has even Cyberverse with its deluxe line has never been one of like. I'll get the deluxe version. It's more like, boy, I hope there's a deluxe version. Uh, I'm thinking maybe a warrior class swoop. I'm, I'm, I'm going to expect swoop and snarl to be like half of them. Then one is an ultra and one's a deluxe. But yeah, that yeah, that, that kind of feels what they would do. Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm certainly not expecting a combiner set, although I'm. If I could find it super cheap, I, I would not be opposed to getting that ultimate Volcanicus who looks kind of goofy. Uh, who's got the uh, the quadruped weird dino beast mode. Um, it, it could be fun. It could maybe, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dang, they're out. It's happening. Um, any other uh, Transformers stuff on your end you want to you wanna touch on? Uh, not especially. I've got, I've got Kingdom Magnus in my lap right now, because I got it for like thirty five shipped thanks to a bunch of coupon codes. Oh, I'd, I'd uh, buy him for thirty five shipped. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still messing with him because you know, including Galaxy Upgrade, this is technically my fourth round with this mold, and I've sold off the other three. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm hoping like, like this being like 
a dead solid looking G1 Magnus in the full robot mode. Like this, this one will actually stick around a little bit longer. Don't worry, uh, you'll soon have the opportunity to purchase just the cab robot in Optimus Prime colors. If you want to get the the gravity defying stand, yeah, with the ten seg stands that I still need to look up on YouTube when I went, I went on, I was like, I went on Twitter, and I was just like, because I, 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 I myself had not heard of ten seg, and it's been explained to me now. But I just went on Twitter, and I was like, so are these, are these just like translucent plastic floaty things or have, what? And have then, you just not seen that ten segrity stuff that had been going on for like nine months of the pandemic? Did you just miss those nine months? I've been playing People board were doing games. It in everything they were doing it in woodworking. They were doing it in Lego. They were doing it in, like, I saw a Tensegrity Fire Pit, which seemed like the worst idea. That Here, sounds like a go. bad Here, idea. Let's do some That's... physics nonsense with fire, because that'll go well when, when you end up like overheating the the drop line, the and ten- all of a sudden the tension wires. All, all of a sudden, somebody gets a hot <laughs> lap of coals. No, I, I hadn't. I, I not only had entirely missed it, but as a result, I thought tensegrity was a made-up Takaratomi word, and I was no. like, "That's a silly word." But then, now a lot of people on Twitter cued me in on what it is. Um, but then I'm like, "Boy, what a what a heavy, unpleasant thing to pack with a bunch of tensegrity stands." <laughs> the core robot from Kingdom Magnus. Uh. And so I, yeah, I need to go look at. It sounds like I have plenty of videos to look up, and also eight, nine months. In the past two years, what does that even mean? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's that's just this year. That starts in January, right? So, uh, uh, boy, yeah, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't if I didn't cross paths with it. I'd certainly, yeah, I'd never heard of it. Uh, it's neat that we're it's neat that we're getting Transformers random ones. I guess Aaron, with your with your extensive knowledge of the Tensegrity sciences, do you think those Transformers things look neat? Uh, sure. <laughs> like every every time I see a tensegrity thing, I'm just like, that's extra work for <laughs> for no good reason. Yeah, so that's the like, other thing I was trying to figure out. So imagine me who missed the tensegrity trend, who just sees those transformer stands. I spent like 20 minutes going, like, what's the point of these things? Yeah, what are they yeah, doing? Under, understand, <laughs> understand, understand. If the wires and that hook broke off of the top one, what you would have is a perfectly functioning display stand. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I, but the worst part is, now I kind of want one because I don't get it. And I feel like, hey, it'll be extra <laughs> magic to me because <laughs> I didn't watch the trend. Uh, well, I'm gonna. I'm just going to throw in two other little things that I, I picked up recently because I went to my first toy show since, I think, since maybe February 2020, right before lockdown. We had mm-hmm. a local toy show, um, which was put on by the TFCon folks. It was one of their one-day shows. Uh, I, I did want to talk about this briefly to report. Uh, in Ontario, it is a provincial mandate uh, that vax checks happen in uh, places of gathering and stuff like hotels. What this meant was my perfect scenario. The hotel did the vax checks on people coming to the show, not the convention volunteer staff. This is an important distinction to me. Uh, it made me feel a lot better. Um, not like I'm invincible. There were still folks who made me kind of go like, I still had Lysol spray with me. I was, I was washing all the cash I got as though it were salad being, cause I I was doing it in a Tupperware thing. Uh, it's quite funny actually. Also, 
everyone but one person paid with cash and i and the one person who paid who didn't pay with cash was like you're the only guy i've seen who's offering to take not cash and we both kind of had a moment of like what's up with all these people See, i would have said something like five percent discount if you pay with a card because you know how you're going to get uh, nerds i'll say it nerds to pay with a card <laughs> say hey you're not going to be using your convention cash and you'll get a discount well, the, the problem is I'm I'm, us, I'm just a civilian using Square, so they're taking a small percentage already on those things. So yeah, instead, yeah, but then you can say, then that can just go straight into your bank. You don't need to worry about hitting up an ATM. You're not touching their dirty wallet money. What their... I did instead is I put up a sign saying, uh, credit and debit tap accepted minimum purchase $10. <laughs> Because I was like, I don't want to pay $0.10 cents see, to Square see, for... You, a... <laughs> you, you, you pushed them away. Yeah. You give a discount on it. Also, at one point, this did entertain a lot of people, so I felt good, okay about it. I had a little bin of Ziploc things, and early in the show, someone went and rifled through it and handle-touched every single thing in the little Ziploc bot-bots bin and didn't buy any of it and just walked away. Mm. And so, after they went around a corner, I walked around to the front of my table with a Lysol can behind my back, and with it still behind my back, sprayed everything... Uh, without looking uh, in a very cartoonish display that made the guy at the table six feet to my left quite entertained. Uh, I Lysol I, I sprayed that little bin a whole lot. <laughs> whenever, Especially whenever anyone touched everything in it and then walked off without buying anything, I went with my Lysol and was like... Psh, psh, psh. Uh, having Lysol spray made me also feel better because I could just spray stuff if I felt kind of off about how it looked. And I also was like... If someone starts something, I can just spray them in the face <laughs> uh, and just say, hey, I'm just cleaning your mask for you. That didn't happen. Uh, generally, it was a good experience. And uh, so that means if anyone is aiming for TFCon Toronto in December, um, I doubt our provincial ordinance will change. So what I can say is vax checks will should still be done by the hotel and not the convention staff which makes the convention staff one step less beleaguered um i can also say that the 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 top fella um colin i saw him because there there were two dealer rooms to to maintain extra space i saw him very diligently looking in on anything that was even so much as slightly off uh i've I number of times saw the stern masked Colin lean in through the doorway look a few times at just stuff. Um, so I, I felt like the convention was on my side uh, and I felt like the event was on my side as far as keeping everything safe. Um, and we didn't have anyone act up. Um, there were a few nose hangers, uh, which, you know, is the sad thing that will just happen when you have lots of people who are supposed to wear masks. But there weren't as many as I was afraid of. There was someone who somehow... I'm going to share this one because it's kind of funny, I guess. And they didn't come near my table uh, that I could recall. But across the room... Aaron, you'll love, you'll love this one. I saw someone who somehow had their mask hooked over the top of their upper lip in a way where when they were talking to someone, I could see inside their mouth despite their mask being on. Because it was huh. put on... It was put on so was badly... Like braced against their lower jaw kinda and then like clinging for dear life to their upper lip the mask knows what it's supposed to be doing the idiot wearing it didn't <laughs> the, the mask was trying so hard I, I watched that guy and i was like 
I was like, please don't come over here. And he was walking to all the booths selling stuff I wasn't, I didn't have on display whatsoever. So I was, and he didn't come to my table. And I was like, this is okay. This is an okay scenario. <laughs> uh, anyway, all that aside, that's my little fun report of my first, um, I guess the event of any sort since lockdown started. But while there, I also took 10 minutes to check the larger other dealer room. And I went by Madhouse Toys and I bought two things after I'd sold a bunch of stuff. So I got two third party pocket scale Galvatrons. I got iron factories and new ages. Uh, I had a tweet. I was going to share of the photo. I took of them together as, uh, the blah brothers. Um, so the New Age one is the very G1-ish thing, and Iron Factories is obviously very stylized. Uh, I got mm-hmm. them for 55 Canadian each, which seems like a... Or, uh, 55 and 85, I should say. 85 for New Age, 55 for Iron Factory. It looks like Iron Factory is supposed to be more expensive than that, generally. So it felt like a good deal. Yeah. I like that Iron Factory one a hell of a lot. I haven't bought Iron Factory for about a year or two. Uh, the, the figure just feels great. The articulation super expressive. Uh, he comes with a big ass axe as well, and like an alternate head sculpt with just a more G one e um, helmet instead of his IDW helmet that this one has, uh, and it transforms a lot t- to become kind of nothing. <laughs> uh, which is the story of both of these Galvatrons. They both have really clever transformations that just go for it hard, and the end result is like you know Galvatron. <laughs> Uh, leader kingdom Galvatron's the only Galvatron I've seen ever that actually really nails the alt mode. So this is not like a surprise to me. Uh, the new age one has a lot of really cool tricks and it, it definitely is on the better end of mediocre Galvatron alt modes. Um, but the robot modes are definitely the features on these two. Although I really enjoy transforming them. The process is fun to me. Um, and the iron factory one has a logic to its alt mode. The more you look at it, um, so now I'm trying to figure out if I want to track down the Iron Factory sweeps and Cyclonus as well, because they seem to have similar aesthetics. And generally the Iron Factory one is just a joy to pose. The, the New Age one feels really cool. Um, but something about the New Age one, it's so G1 that little faults in it, I find, stick out more. Uh, and it, there's nothing critically wrong with it. It just also stings more because it was 30 bucks more expensive than the Iron Factory one. So I'm like... Mm-hmm. This, this this needs to be really perfect. It, and it has, like, two alternate faces, but there's no easy, logical way to lever a face off of that helmet, and I can't mm. pop the head off either. So you kind of have to get in there with a spudger and catch the face when it flies off, and it's it's just annoying. And I'm like, there there are better ways to do this. Um, but the, uh, the cannon mounting is great on both of them. It's in a really nice organic forearm position. Uh, the Iron Factory one, in fact, comes with an alternate shoulder pad, so you can peg the cannon to the shoulder if you want to do the one-time Galvatron had it attached to his shoulder and held it like a gun instead of having it on his arm. Um, they're cool figures. I really like them. And uh, I, I kind of want to track down the Iron... Like, Iron Factory sweeps come with parts to make four different sweeps, but you only get one body. And so now I'm like, oh, I should just buy four Iron Factory sweeps. And that's a really terrible place to put your brain when you're trying to be thrifty so um, i still have, i'm still not sure if i'm gonna but uh yeah I'm, I'm digging them uh and i think that that's a good place for us to to call this one uh so uh aaron and tj thank you for joining me again and big thanks uh to the army of bees that's gonna be um hopefully uh, not going insane uh 
trying to just do a nice sedate and educational uh, editing session on this podcast recording. Fuck audacity. Um, Aaron did drop a minor cuss somewhere back there. He did. I hope yeah. this isn't how you found out. It's not. <laughs> My apologies. I had a, I know you didn't, Aaron, but when you did it, I was like, is he, is he big dogging? person I, 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 I cut I cut the, the the couple of big ones I the one that I did use is one that you've used plenty true true it th- that one's not as important to cover nor I guess I should say to any listener who's like not even sure why we care like I don't think it actually matters anymore that we don't really cuss on the show I just like it stylistically that we don't go for it all the time mm-hmm. I think I think it's just more pleasant for me uh anyway we're going to continue podcasting. It's been a rough year and ten months, but my brain's in a better place than it's been since a while. Uh, and hopefully with, with some help editing, we just keep trudging along forward. So um, stay tuned for more. Stay as safe as you can. Don't take big risks. As much as I just talked about TFCon Toronto, like, don't put yourself in a dangerous position trying to get out here. Like, this is... This one in December is very much a local, to me, a local Toronto show that some other folks might show up to. So, like, prioritize yourself still. But uh, until we speak again, um, we'll speak again.